0: This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio. Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver.
1: The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey guys, just want to let you know WFO rock WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello.
2: WFO, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing out there? WFO Ignition back on the air. That's right. The Ignition podcast. Audio only experience on the WFO Radio mobile app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, although I hear we're having some problems on Google Podcasts. That's what people are telling me. Like one person told me, nobody who listens to WFO listens on Google Podcasts except for this one person. He's like, yeah, it's not coming in on a consistent basis. So I will look into that. But we have got a big show for you guys. Oh, my goodness. The first show in two weeks. We couldn't possibly go two weeks in a row without having a show. Last week, I was locked in travel nightmare coming back from wherever we were. Las Vegas, all the Vegas stuff. We didn't get to talk about any of that. And then everything that went down, like all the happenings of the past week. Now, today, we almost didn't have a show because my big medical procedure, which we will probably not talk very much about. Nobody wants us to hear about that stuff. So many other things to talk about. Giovanni in Miami is going to come in late. He's going to be late. He's going to be the closer. Yeah, he'll be the closer for the show because he's got Little League Baseball. They're getting ready for their big Little League Baseball stuff. And so I've got Sue Morris is going to co-host and the patrons are already signing on and it is going to be great. But before we do that, you know, I love to tick through my sponsors, man. You know, what? I won't do that. I won't do it right at the very beginning. I won't tell you about Foggit right at the very beginning of the show and how important it is to your engine. I'm going to wait till later on. I'm not going to tell you about Phillips Connect. Smart trailer technology or Bernie Speed Shop or Total Seal Piston Ring. I'm not going to tell you about any of those guys right at the very beginning. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. I'll wait until you're not suspecting. Right in the middle of the show at like a critical moment. Bang. Commercials. And that way you'll be trained to just listen and deal with them at the very beginning of the show. Sam Tech and Frank Hawley's and all of that stuff. So I did have, I did have the big colonoscopy today. And I am a little bit drowsy honestly they give you this IV and the lady's like okay good night <laughs> what it can be that fast now I think that's how Michael Jackson died right I you know I don't really remember all that stuff but like he couldn't sleep some sort of story like that he couldn't sleep and that the only really refreshing sleep was that IV sleep which is a horrible thing and nobody should have do that do not do it But if it's part of your medical procedure, then enjoy it, which I did. It was, wow, amazing. How can an hour and a half go by in two minutes? That is the question. And that's what's going to make space travel possible. In all the movies, we all go to sleep. And if the sleep is like that for 50 years and then you wake up somewhere in another galaxy, that could be really cool. All right, before I digress too much, it's like hearing from Heiner all over again. Hear from Heiner, the Patreon show has uh, spread over to ignition with digressions. Oh, not really, because we're all about digressions. Uh, let's bring on Sue Morris. What's up, Sue? How are you?
3: Hey, WFO, what's happening?
2: Why, why are you looking Man. down at your camera? You got to like I gotta be able to see your camera. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's it. Oh, I'll touch that all the time. Now, the audio only people could care less about that. But for me, I want to see Sue's uh, bright and shining face. And the happiness that is going on because you had a very busy, busy, busy two weeks. We I missed did. the show last week. I apologize. We had thought we were gonna do one on Thursday, and that didn't happen. And Geo said you guys were gonna do one on Wednesday and that didn't happen. And so no, here we, are. we were
3: going to Thursday. And yeah. And that then there was Project Studs, Rusty Studs and Nuts, I think, is what I saw.
2: Yeah, Project Rusty Studs. You see that thing, Project Rusty Studs. I should I should upload a picture, but everybody saw it on Twitter. You know, my my uh, we have my dad has, but we have this beautiful 2001 GMC 3500 Dually. That is our Dually and Project Pontiac and Project go- Joe Goes Racing and Project Anything is really built around the Dually. Like if we can't get the car to the track, we can't go to the track and. If you've seen the prices of dualies these days, you know, we're never getting another one. This thing is going to be, I'm going to be buried in it and that's fine. Uh, So I went to, where the heck did I go? I went to somewhere and I came back and noticed it had a flat tire. And it turned out that the valve stem had become like delaminated, you know, where they press the rubber into the brass of the valve. Yeah. And air was just coming around it. And I was like, oh, man, this is terrible. What am I going to do? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is just go get the valve stem replaced. And then, you know, the tires are kind of older and maybe we need new tires and who knows. But so I pull off that little plastic cap with those little, you know, it's like a nice beauty cap to cover the lugs. We don't have uh, we have the factory steel wheels and we're happy with them. Thank you very much. And it turns out that those little plastic coverings. Uh, hold water.
3: Yeah. And and you live in the land of salt water.
2: Yeah. Rain and <laughs> salt water. So the lugs are rusted to, or the the lug nuts are, lusted, are rusted to the lugs. They're lusted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And uh, so I started off, I'm going to make a video of this. And I abandoned the video. <laughs> like These people who make their videos, they don't want to get anything done. Clearly, like, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm not going to show myself on a video standing on a breaker bar. <laughs> I did, could you have only...
3: a, did you have a torch? Did you have like what all right. tools did you get out?
2: Okay, so I, I did not. I do not have a live around the corner from my uh, father's house, but didn't feel like going over there to get the torch. You know, most of the tools and stuff live over there. I had what I had, so I did have some penetrating uh, lubricant that I had gotten uh, as a sample when I was on performance TV and I was sprayed it on there and I kind of would use a wire brush to wire brush, all the rust off. I wire brushed the rust and, uh, I, you know, got it to a point where, uh, I, I got an impact out to see, maybe they'll just come off. Right. And yeah, no. And no. so I, uh, I did a fair amount of wire brushing and I did spray them with fog. It like, oh. you well, know, like a, this is a very expensive use for fog. right. This is yeah. not, but uh,
3: did you find a new use for fog?
2: I did. I found okay. many uses right. for fog. But in right. the end, it was the breaker bar with me standing on it, <laughs> using the the like the, the gradual force of my weight and my legs to like push it down. That broke. Uh, what was it? Four out of six of them. Okay. And was it six or it's eight? I think it's eight. Um all yeah. but two, all but two came off that way, and I felt really good about it. And then the next day I went and got the torch because I was feeling like some stripping, like uh the, the thing turned once, and I was like, Oh no, I can't strip these, then I'm in big trouble. So I went to rock auto and I purchased all new lug nuts immediately before they were even off. Like, send me the lug nuts. No, it was autozone actually, autozone website delivered to my house. Amazing. The next day on a Saturday, AutoZone, way to go, AutoZone, in the zone, AutoZone. And so I got the new lugs the next day, torched them, got up on there, got them off, cleaned everything, used navel jelly, got everything really nice. Yeah, no, I I got full on, full on, uh, you know, attention deficit on it. And then oh. you know, I look underneath. There's some surface rust. I went crazy with the naval jelly. I fog oh. it. I anti-rusted everything. And now it looks great. Got the tire fixed. Got a kid. He was. They were like, we can't do it today. It was like, well, why? Okay. And the kid's like, hey, I'm off the clock, but I'll do it for you. And I was like, all oh, right. You're right, man. Thank you. You're a great kid. It was. Uh, it was great. So the truck is up and running again. I went to the other side to see if I needed to do the same horrible nightmare. And yeah. the other side wasn't nearly as bad. The other side was much, much, much better. So I just did a little naval jelly and a little, like, just got it all right. Well, you laugh whenever I say naval jelly. It's just I have not
3: heard of the naval jelly. That's
2: What do you, what you call it? What do you call it? It's like when you're on a ship and they can't have yeah. any rust on a ship because if they rust on a ship, it'll sink. And so they put so this jelly on so it and it eats yeah. the rust and it gets rid of it. And then you've got bound down to bare metal, And then. That's it, Matt. Yeah. Matt, Matt. Matt, but that
3: KY. Yeah. No, K-Y. I'm you know, we're, we're usually using the never sees, but
2: you know. yeah, listen, <laughs> whatever it works, silver, A- not jelly. Yes, <laughs> you, nobody likes the word of jelly, it but uh, like 10
3: man, when you're done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, moving forward, that's what gobbled up Thursday, yes. and here we are. After a great weekend, after Talladega, after, uh, you know, an off weekend for me, but not for anybody else. Reinhardt was out there calling double divisional in Vegas. You were out there, uh, you know, racing. So we've got a Sue Morris goes racing story. We got all of that going on here on WFO. And I've got our patrons are down there and it is all great stuff. Jolie Stanfield is down there. Um, but this show is Joe... The subtitle, right? It's like Ignition, 424, 23. Subtitle, Joe is pushing stuff on people. And Uh-oh. if you could see, like the Patreons can, you would see that I'm wearing my Ferrari, uh, Michael Schumacher era shirt. As we are getting ready for Miami Formula One, May 5th through 7th. And I was getting ready. I have... Uh, I have four tickets for the full event for me and the Ochoas. We're going to go. My dad has opted out. So I have three full event tickets, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that I was going to put back on the secondary market. I was going to put them up there and, you know, try to sell them. Uh, But instead recently, like within the last hour or so, I have put them up on Facebook. Like, hey, maybe there's somebody in my racing community that wants a full event Friday, Saturday, Sunday ticket for Formula One, I don't know. Maybe it would be much better to sell it to someone who knows Joe on Facebook than a rando on uh, Ticketmaster. And the same is true for WFO Ignition. There's a lot of ballers out there in the Ignition audience. Man, there's three <laughs> tickets waiting. You can not, only, <laughs> not only do you get to go see Formula in Miami, you get to hang with the WFO crew. It's like a WFO fest.
3: Ah, oh, man. Winner. 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 Big time winner. Yeah.
2: Now, the tickets ain't cheap. That's the thing, right? The tickets what ain't is the
3: experience Come on you get
2: So I got you down for three, Sue. I'll see you on Friday morning.
3: I'm racing.
2: So I' oh, see that was a good <laughs> excuse. I thought I had to. I thought I had. but if anyone out there in the WFO universe, you may reach out to me first come first serve. I have three full event and uh, other than that, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to put them back in the secondary market and that's you know that's the deal. Top row, similar to where I was last year, except the very top row with the fence behind for my Ferrari flag. But in the corner, too. So I will be taking the four in the corner up against the, the fence so I can only have someone on one side of me. And supposedly, there is a covering as well. Oh, so These are going to be some premier seats, I believe. And, uh, and we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. So great stuff. All right. Before we go any further, I want to get the Sue Morris race report. Don't worry. We're going to talk Talladega. We're going to talk Kyle Busch, the big uh, Bubba block turned into a Bubba crash, but you know, it is what it is. But the first thing I think the most important thing to always talk about is when someone in the WFO universe, because after all, it's a show that we talk about racing, but it's really about the characters that are on the show. uh, When someone delves into something new as our great friend, Sue Morris did. Just days ago.
3: Oh, Junior breaks out by one foul. Right lane for the win. 508 with a one on his 503 dial.
2: Sumo somehow found a way to an announce booth. Sue Morris, track announcer. How did this happen? Like, this is great stuff. We've got a thousand ideas and concepts, but how'd you find your way into it? Like, where were you? What happened?
3: Well, we were at Union County Dragway and we were uh, gone there to go bracket racing. So it's our—it's about an hour away from us in, in South Carolina.
2: Derek wants to know. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. I'm wearing a red Ferrari shirt right now. Audio only, people, and I can see only Sue and the Patreons are all down there in the ready room. But they're using the chat, which you could if you were a Patreon, and I will be putting that on you later on. But Derek wants to know why is Sue turning so red, and she is much more red than Ferrari T-shirt right now. Incredibly red, so red that I'm going to take a photo. You, you know,
3: it was yeah. I'm just warm. What can I say? Yeah, a little hot, hot. flash going on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a little shocked
2: on that one. <laughs> uh, my spies are everywhere, Sue. Yeah. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you who sent me the audio. It could have be a anyone. I guess. Yeah. yeah, it could be. It could I think be I anyone. know him really well. It's not who you expect.
3: Oh, okay. You say so. You say yeah. so.
2: It could be anyone, Sue. All right. So where were you? What happened?
3: So yeah, we were at Union County Dragway in a uh, little Union County, South Carolina, and um, Tony Brown runs that track, and it's owned by John Bartunek, and uh, they were short-handed. And um, Tony, track manager, does a really great job for you know the, the track, and all of a sudden he's, he's on the he's on the mic going, "Hey, uh, we're a little short-handed, and if anybody'd like to come on it, come come on up and announce, we'd really appreciate the help." Uh, he goes, otherwise, I'm going to be doing it down here from the starting line because he was running the starting line and announcing. Really not.
2: <laughs> it's, Is that Tony really Brown play. who won Super Street at Atlanta or something a couple of years and broke down in the winter circle, a different guy, maybe? I don't I know. A different guy. Okay, different continue. Guy.
3: But anyway, so um, anyway, so he was he's track operator over there. And um, so Dave, Dave looks at me and he's like, why don't you go help out? <laughs> and I laughed at him. I said, help out. I'm like, I, said, I I'm not an announcer. I don't, he's like, yeah, he goes, you, you've watched so much racing. You've gone to races. Just go try it. So
2: yeah. Um, Media personality. Know. Sue Morris. Absolutely. Grab with a with mic. That. If someone puts a mic in your face, you take it and you figure out what to do. Right. And exactly. Don't give it back until they tell you to. until
3: so they say you're done. Right. right? So, so I went up and it was a bit of a cluster and yeah, they were really short-handed, And uh, so I, I hung around and I was kind of watching things. And, and of course, you know, better than me, you're watching this screen, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, um, you know, the numbers are coming up. And then next thing you know, you have the numbers on on the left side. And then next thing you know, they flip to the right side. So I'm just trying to make sure I can account for, you know, the runs and who's running. And so Finally, they go through the national anthem and I got people joking around with me a little bit. And this one guy whose wife normally sings the national anthem, he did the introduction and gets done with the national anthem and also turns around and just hands me the mic and goes, here you go. And I just picked it up. And next thing you know, I was having a blast. You know, <laughs> I was, it's was like all the inner announcing that I've been hearing over the years. It was, you know, little tidbits coming out and. Um making sure I, I got to the point where I was calling them to the lanes and almost like choreography, right? It, all of a sudden I look out, I'm like, all right, I'm like I'm calling the next class. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's great. Come on, go go ahead that's call, the next, call class. the next
2: class. Right. When you get to this class, you call the next class. Yeah. That's great. And
3: uh you know, and, and of course, trying to make it fun and talking about the concession stands. And at one point I'm I'm announcing, hey, the concession stands are closing and like 45 minutes and all of a sudden days behind me he's like look you just made a sale he sees this guy get up and go up to, to the, to the, the concession oh
2: man you're drunk with power is <laughs> what it is the power of the microphone some people have to work to become millionaires to get this kind of power to get someone to do something and all you have to do is pick up a microphone and tell them and they will do it Yeah. ask jason logan stand on one leg and they're doing it oh my gosh it's nice to have a Don't free the wave exactly. Jolie Stanfield says, I've always wanted to be an announcer uh, or try announcing to be more accurate. Alan said, at an, a divisional that I'm at with him, he will put me in to announce. Way to go, Jolie. Uh, do same, it, Jolie. Yeah, do, same, it. do it. Get on there. But but hey, listen, nobody takes Joe's job until he's no. ready to retire. And That's then right. uh, you can all be. <laughs> A, a Monica says AJ wants to announce one day, but only for nostalgia events. Up, oh, you're um, fired, AJ. AJ, you're fired. You AJ. can't pick and choose, AJ. No, you gotta Come choose. On. You gotta, you gotta just be willing <laughs> to do whatever.
3: You gotta uh, go out great. there. So. That's great, Sue.
2: All right, I'm gonna let the other Patreons in at this great moment here, where Sue is. Mommy. Announcing. Hey, hey. Troy. WFO. Troy. In Australia, who is back on vacation, he's wearing his Morris Motorsports shirt. That's great. Everybody's on there. We got Derek is watching, Pickle Rick, and Dragster Jeff and Olsen's Trailblazers and Monica and Caleb and uh Jolie. Okay. Lee, you tell me when it's time to say that thing that you're gonna uh you know you're gonna say. Uh Joe, I'll hold the helmets for you. Oh, there it is. That's good to know. Ah. Yeah. That, good that, job I'll, on the uh, mic.
4: <laughs>
3: thanks Troy appreciate it <laughs> my choice you did good
4: <laughs> it, yeah you great it's so much fun like uh, I got to do it last year for the first time and now like sometimes I'm excited to go out because it means I can go ask to announce in the tower because it, it's as much fun as racing it's such a blast
2: there you go whatever mic you've got Troy it's a little weird it's not unlistenable but it's a little well,
4: my finger was maybe over it maybe that's better Oh, yeah, that was
2: better. That was better. (laughs) Oh, look, I'm getting I'm getting all kinds of uh, all kinds of feedback for the Formula One tickets, man. Everybody's interested.
4: Oh, yeah. How much are they, Joe? What do you what do you what's the going rate right now?
3: Is it a bidding Uh, process?
2: Well, exactly. It's a bidding (laughs) process. No, but what I'm saying, as I'm saying, it's two thousand dollars. For the full event because I've already gone on to Ticketmaster and done the research, right? Like I, I don't want to. Uh, regular full events are sold out. Sunday race day is going for in my section, but not the top row with the covering and the fence behind you, like not the premium best seat in the section. Are going from twelve to fourteen hundred dollars for race day. Qualifying is going from four to 700 and Friday is going from three to 500, right? Uh, uh, Friday is going from like three or, or less, but not in that section from three to 500. So like, instead of being all confusing like that, I just put the number two next to it. What do you think about that? Do you think that sounds uh, reasonable?
4: It So to me, it sounds reasonable knowing the context of what it's for. Yeah. like No, in, no not
2: for a, a regular uh, person. Well, to this.
4: In general, it doesn't sound, reasonable at all like i i dig formula 1 a little bit not like y'all dig it but there's no way it's worth that much right i mean there's no way
2: you need to work harder troy is really what happened <laughs> is that you know it's all about perspective if, if you were working harder and you were generating more for society you would then understand
3: ah oh. Wow, man, that hurts, buddy. <laughs> wow.
4: wow, that was rough.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but I know all sides of these arguments.
4: <laughs> Looking down at me like the peasant that I am. Look at him, he's in his Ferrari shirt and the Scuderia.
2: Yeah, the only Ferrari oh. thing you could afford. Hey, I'm down here with you, bud. I'm down here with you. But uh, <laughs> I saved on the travel, I saved on the lodging, I saved on so much. Right? So I can splurge on something like that. Monica, that's two months school tuition. Yeah, I know. And now that's not face value, by the way. That's uh that's more than face value because they're worth more than face value right now.
3: Supply and demand.
4: Supply and demand. Like it's not even like a it's not like the championship race or like the, the ultimate race, it's just like a race on the tour, middle of season. That's crazy, man. How about
2: this? That isn't even remotely close to the most expensive ticket that you can get, man. There are tickets that are going to be going, like, imagine the front stretch where you can watch pit stops happen. Those are going for 10, 15, $20,000 on race day. You know what the hotel rooms are? Now, Vegas is a first-year race, and so there's some hysteria going on there. A hundred thousand dollars for a hotel room like in the Cosmo. I'm hearing the number a hundred thousand and more going up. Like
4: that's it's crazy. crazy. It's, well it's all, we, we all talked about it people. on a a show last year, I think, where we were talking about how it's so much more than the racing, right? It's like a fashion show and it's a like people are making business deals. <laughs> like it's it's not just a race. So I mean I guess if you're in that crowd, I guess it's yeah, that's just with all the recent conversation about NHRA prices to hear that stuff like that's like NHRA is like free. No,
2: I don't. Well, but that's you missed
3: why. it, Troy. Yeah. Matt, put, put it out there. Joe's going to offer accommodations at his place with those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Sleepy Juice is still sticking in.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Sleepy Juice is uh, sticking in. No, man, I'm, I'm wheeling and dealing now. I got all kinds of Facebook stuff going. Um, here's the thing. I make what I believe to be a very strong argument about the NHRA being a tremendous value, not because I work with them at these national events, but instead because I go to major events on a regular basis. And I see the comparative value from the PGA up there in the bear trap, hanging in the luxury VIP, uh, going to BBT Center, watching the Florida Panthers from uh, VIP luxury suites locations, uh, all of these events. I, because I have friends. I've lived in the same place for 50 years. I've built up a network through South Florida Sports Radio. I'm not paying for any of this stuff, but I always inquire about how much it is. And I know what the cost of a ticket is to go to something like this. And Formula One last year, I really wanted to go and uh, it's right down the street from my house and I love Formula One. So I wanted to get in on it. And this year I bought some extra tickets with the purpose and intention of selling them. And so that's what I'm doing. But when I talk about NHRA being a tremendous value, and I said on the show a couple of weeks ago, and people got very angry when I said they should probably raise the cost of tickets. Troy, you were with me on that, too. I'm speaking from this part of my knowledge because there's nothing else that you would consider premium that is even remotely as inexpensive as NHRA drag racing. It's just not. It's just not. Uh, anything you want to go to that's worth anything, it costs a considerable amount of money. And oh, by the way, people go, they go. So that's, uh, that's yeah.
4: Probably. It's so true. And I chilly, suppose if you chilly, to two grand
2: a piece, or for all free. That's each. That's each. wow.
4: I mean, I guess if you were taking a ten thousand dollar Miami vacation, then another two grand is like now it's just a twelve thousand dollar vacation. So it's like the same, but. Man,
2: that is so it's six grand. Oh. If you're really about it, hey, maybe it won't work out, right? Like, that's the starting point. I'm open to offers. Maybe you'll someone, get it.
4: You'll, you'll get it.
2: Who knows? Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll take a bath. But in the end, I'm not
4: helping you. Don't you don't want to put this out until after you sell them? <laughs> I'm not helping you at
2: all. Now it's out. Now it's no, listen, it's the kind of thing that it's not for everybody. And I am selling, you know, offering them up for above uh, above market. I can just put them back on Ticketmaster. You know what I mean? Like that's there's the secondary market on Ticketmaster. You give them back the tickets, you set a price, and then people buy it uh, at the last second. You know, I can do that. Um, But
4: how do you think that a, a sport that's so inaccessible is so popular? Yeah, good question.
2: I mean, It's a great question. We'll put a velvet rope in front of an empty door and people will form a line. It's because uh, people, you know, they like the idea of not having access. If there's no access, they want the access. And so they go. Everybody wants what they can't get. That's right. Everybody wants some and I want some too. It's uh, it's very <laughs> interesting where your, your mental uh, state is. Uh, You know, the kind of person. But look at red uh, red carpets. People are screaming and there's there. And oh my god, you know, that kind of deal. So, I'll probably end up just putting them back on the secondary market, but it is what it is. Oh
3: man. ho ho! We'll come
2: We'll on. see. And I will be sitting right next to them, so it's like a, you know, WFO appearance. But I'm even going to sell my Saturday qualifying seats to recoup the cost as best as I can. Last year I came out of it almost even which was really good. So we'll see. We'll see. But Formula One in two weeks, baby. Let's get it Woo-hoo! on. All right, let's talk Talladega, guys. Dega, interesting. Not a lot of passing. Big crashes at the very, very end. But in the end, it was Kyle Busch for the win. And I don't know what happened to his mug, but it looked like somebody bopped him in the nose uh, as during his winner interview. It might have been just the helmet pushing down. But uh, pretty interesting. I found it to be good. I got to watch uh, most of the race. And, um, you know, the Dega for me, I like Talladega Racing just because. Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Chris Buescher, Chase Briscoe, Brad Keselowski, Eric Jones, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Daniel Suarez, Todd Gillen, rounding out the top ten. For the remainder of the results, you can go to the web to find out uh, how and who did what. But uh, Bubba had a shot to win, and he did what Ryan Blaney called a triple block, which I agree. You you know, you can block a little. Back in the day, Earnhardt would block everywhere. And it was just a matter of Bubba started, you know, moving uh, erratically and lost control of the car. And there was a big crash. But like Tony Stewart said in the booth, he's trying to win the race, and that's what you do. And so... Tony, who is very apt to assign blame, elected to not. Nobody did. I'm good with that. And so, in the end, Kyle Busch for the win. Richard Childress.
4: Is that his second or third this year? Is that his third?
2: Second.
0: Second.
2: And he even said uh, that they were running out of fuel, and the crew chief told him, "Hey, man, you got to come down pit road." And Kyle vetoed that call and said, "Hey, we got a win already. Let's gamble." And go for this, and he gambled and went for it. Uh, Ty Gibbs ran out of gas coming to the coming to the green on that final restart. Uh, there were some that didn't make it, but Kyle, showing his excellent uh, driving ability and superior intellect, was able to veto his own crew chief, stay out, and get the win. Five all- more to go
4: for the over/under on the seven. Gio and I got seven. Oh,
2: that's yeah. <laughs> And, and what, seven, six and a half was the number?
4: I think so, yeah. Wow.
2: All right. There it is. Five more to go and a long season to go. Derek says KB had a, a nose strip on and took it off uh, mid-interview. Uh, Megan signing on, says WFO. Hey, y'all. She missed the Sue Morris announcing bit, but that's okay. Drexer Jeff said he had Gibbs. He did good till he didn't. Oh, yeah, my fantasy team. We'll go check it out, but not good. Yeah. I, can
0: I can day. tell you that. I can tell you that.
2: And so there you go. I'll bring up fantasy results while Sue Morris tells tells us about her weekend of racing. Sue, Ah. you went racing?
3: Oh yeah! So went racing at uh, Silver Dollar Motorsports Park. Broke out the Super Street car and uh, got to make some runs on that. Uh, Did some testing on Thursday, and uh, time runs were were Friday, and so um, Saturday was dedicated dedicated to racing, which was great. So the weather was nice. And first round, it was a WFO family affair. So Charlie Simino and I were racing Charlie and his Pontiac. And uh, it was funny because again, we met through Joe <laughs> uh, met, met Charlie at uh shady side because he saw the WFO flag. So and we've become uh, friends ever since and he's running super street. So we pull up in the lanes first round, all of a sudden I look over. I was like, son of a I'm like, really? He's like, oh well. And uh so of course you did your normal joking around. I said, Well, I'm gonna dial 1090. He's like, Okay, good. I wanna change my bots. I'm like, yeah, heads up, let's go. So we go out there first round, and um it was it was one of those where I let go of the button and I went, Oh, is that? And it was like, Oh, that's green. Woo! I'm like, we're on. I'm like, that was a great light. So I go down there and I'm just Staring at Charlie's front end, and I'm watching him. And um, we were, of course, locked in on each other the whole way down. And I'm just looking, 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 and I'm going,
4: "Mm mm,
3: buddy, here we go!" And go down there, and here it ends up being a double breakout. I was I was 13 on the tree. He was 19. He, he breaks out on 83, and I break out on 85. So it was it was a heck of a first run. We were both all charged up. And um, you know, of course, the uh, bench racing afterwards with them with it was was pretty funny. So, uh, but yeah, we were locked in on each other, and that was a that was a really cool, exciting first round to to race Charlie. And uh, then went on second round, got fortunate at a red light. Third round, go out there and running good and get the wind light. And and uh, fourth round, man, um, you know. <laughs> was one of those, uh, ran out of talent, um, went up there, uh, going in, going into stage and I'm ready to go. And I'm just getting on that. I get the second bulb on and I go to hit the button and I go flip, flip right past the button and boom, there goes the race. And it was like, I, I will tell you though, you know, there's something about, on down the racetrack, you can yell at yourself really loud. Nobody hears you. You can say every single word that you want. You give yourself a really good talking to. Actually, I gave myself a really good yelling at. And um, you know, how can you be so stupid? The button is this big. <laughs> and my thumb slips off of it. But um, but the worst part was is that I came back and I'm already like, Ugh. you know, you're just, you know, it's it's competition. You're just mad at yourself, and and uh, but it's racing and uh and then all of a sudden I get, yeah, you're down to five. And that was a two for that was gonna give you the buy to the final. I was like, oh,
2: oh. That's like,
3: oh no.
5: Losing a
2: two for so, one race, the buy into the buy oh, into the yeah. final. But
3: but hey, it was it was a really it was a good race. Um, uh, Ronald Strahorn ended up winning. Super Street, I will say that, um, for that race. And, um, there was another, another, uh, another female that was driving Super Street, Sharon Parton, and she ended up being the runner up and, uh, her uh, husband won it the year before, but she jumped into, to race in Super Street last year as well. And, uh, so she's new at it too. So, so it was fun. It was a fun weekend. Um, went out first round. Sunday in the national open. Um, and, uh, Dave ended up going, uh, just went a few rounds on, uh, on Sunday. So he went out first round on Saturday, but, but all in all, it was a great weekend. We had a, we had a good time. And, um, you know, it was pretty good, pretty good car count actually for, um, being a, uh, divisional international open. So at a silver dollar.
4: Sue, so are you running that car on the stop or you just run it all out?
3: No, I'm running it on the stop. Yeah. So, Yep, running it on the stop. So you know, it's um, when we, we flip back and forth between bracket racing and uh, super street. So Dave Hopson in it to go bracket racing and uh, for me, uh, we tune it up for Super Street. So um,
4: Yeah, I wasn't sure. There's a couple guys out here that go up to Seattle that just have like ten ninety cars and they mm-hmm. just run it they just run it flat out. And I, I thought I saw a picture of you doing a pretty big wheel stand. <laughs> and so I I was like, That can't be on the stop. But,
3: no, it is. It is. It's. It's awesome. only. Yeah, we even toned it down. So because Dave's like, we really don't need you going out quite that much. And uh, so yeah, we we toned it down. It's uh, actually, you know, it, it comes on pretty quick. So, um, but of course, when you're doing those wheel stands, you got to compensate, right? We don't want the fuel dumping over. So which uh, with the higher wheel stands, that's tends to be the the trait that happens on the stop. So, um, but yeah, so and uh we had that that puppy's running on uh on methanol so which uh you know keeps it cool right i mean when we're going rounds and and uh it's definitely a great way to keep it keep it in tune so um but yeah so i i will tell you i did uh did happen to see like it was again a really really great great field um of course mcneil was out there taxi himself he was he was going rounds and I think he got number one qualifier. I know he got, I think he got he a did. days. He got,
2: he got torn down too. McNeil has been qualifying in the top five. He went to Arizona and then he went to Pomona and then he went to Vegas. And then I guess he went back home. He didn't stay out in Vegas for the double uh, divisional. He went back home, but McNeil Freeman has been on tour, man. You know, tour of 23 from McNeil Freeman has been uh, Hey, great. And I also want to shout out to someone too, which I don't know if you noticed, but. The guy who did win Super Comp, Otis Henry. Do you mm-hmm. know Otis in the Red Dragster? He's sporting a WFO decal on his car. I missed that one. <laughs> Otis in the Red Dragster. The uh, WFO is right in front of the uh, the valve cover on the body panel there. And he won Super Comp, which I know Otis from a long time ago, man. Like as long as I can, you know, you know, early nineties. Otis Henry great racer we used to battle each other in street category and uh he goes out and wins a super comp race awesome stuff way to go otis and and most importantly he's got the wfo he wears a wfo shirt he wears He's rocks the wfo sticker and uh you know we don't hang out all the time but he is a supporter of my endeavors and so i think it is great that otis was able to bring home a wally
3: that's cool that's awesome good stuff uh, And I will say WFO was rocking all over that, uh, all over Silverdower this weekend, everywhere you turned around, it was great. And, uh, even, uh, David Eaton out there in comp, he run it up, uh, the divisional race and, um, you know, of course he's rocking his WFO and, uh, and, uh, the gang from Florida. I saw more WFO radio shirts, Patreon shirts. It was awesome.
2: That's very cool. Oh, listen, we're owning the Southeastern division. That's tremendous, but uh, it's really, it's a worldwide thing. WFO, like our friend Matt Clark down there in Australia. He's WFO worldwide. What's up, Matt Clark?
0: G'day, guys. (laughs) Home home studio again.
2: (laughs) Another vacation. It's time for your next mandated uh, vacation.
3: It's holiday, isn't it, Matt?
0: (laughs) It's a public holiday down here, yeah. It's uh, Anzac Day, which you guys would probably call like a Veterans Day. Yes. Ah, Okay. Yeah. So, I've been up since uh, 4 a.m. this morning to go to the dawn service. And uh, so, if I fall asleep mid show, just give me a bit of a yell, yeah? Both of so, us,
2: we'll both fall asleep, except mine's oh, I- IV induced.
0: Yeah, that was that's a nice sleep. This is lack of sleep.
2: Yeah, it was a great sleep. Oh, man, it was tremendous. Yes. And I lost more pounds, too. So, we're good. <laughs>
0: All right, let me yeah, well, the result. that's uh, that that drink before it, Joe, is the trick, isn't it?
2: Oh man, I thought about <laughs> never eating again. I thought, okay, now I just won't eat, and everything, every problem will be solved. And, and then I ate, that, and I it just have that drink.
0: The drink before the procedure is what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah.
2: No, I know it was interesting. After yeah. starving myself for eight hours, it actually tasted pretty good, frankly.
0: Oh
5: God,
2: no. Yeah. I think they're I think using a new sure. mix, Bobby. I think they're using it. Yeah. This was actually flavorful. And everybody told me it was a horrible, horrible experience to drink the mix before you go to the procedure. But it was actually pretty good. And um, I thought to myself,
0: all right. It's got better.
2: Yeah. Well, there was a market for it, right? Like, hey, let's yeah. make one that tastes better. So. All right, time for fantasy results uh, from this past week. Last week's results, uh, they're lost to the ether. You can go to the web. Lake Akoni Scott, 349 points, wins the week over JJ Husker fan 323, and Millerman, 323. Busher nearly killed her, uh, 318. Royal Flush Racing, I always laugh, sorry. Uh, Aviator Racing, Derail, Gareth Senkow. Jambalaya. Derek. Yeah, Derek. Time for fifth. Way to go, uh, Derail. Jambalaya J Racing, sixth. Hillbilly two seven Sacramento Racing fan 8, Mr. Fantasy NASCAR 9301, and Race Day San Antonio Dixie 299. Most points like a Coney Scott. Millerman was the biggest gainer tied with Royal Flush Racing, up 8. And biggest loser, San Antonio Mike, down 12. Come on, Mike, get with it. Bad Brad is the leader by 109 points. Remember, Bad Brad was second place last year. They say you got to lose one before you can win one. Maybe this is it for Bad Brad. Aviator Racing second, 109 back. Beer Reader Racing, 119 back. Sacramento Racing fan, Fleetry Hanging tough in fifth. Fleetry. I know you're out there. This is your chance, Fleetry. This is your year. Don't blow it. Royal Flush Racing, six Tied with you for one. Millerman, seven. Mr. Fanny Nas- Fancy NASCAR, eighth. Uh, turn left is ninth. Olsen's Trailblazers, tenth. Olsen, up two. Into the top ten. Way to go, Olsen. I know you're down there. Dragster Jeff, 11th. J.J. Husker Van, 12th. Hockey Kid, Dirty Hippies, 15th. Highline Real Fine. Uh, DRT, 99, 16th. Miss Laura, 17th. Down 11, though. Miss Laura. Bump, uh, What happens? Oh, man. Eric Suncow, 18th. Patrick the Webmaster, 19th. Up three into the top 20. Team 12. Uh, Hebrews 12-1 Racing. Jambalaya J. Geo in Miami. Flat, 23rd. Zamboni John, down four. 24th. Rusty Racing. Intimidator Harley. Northwest Nitro Fanatics. Derail, up four to 28th. Busher, I nearly killed her. 29th. Will he be racing? Barbecue Bob, top fuel champ 1215, 32nd. Lake of Coney Scott, fantasy clueless. Down four, Monica. Oh, no, Monica. 34. Low Cones, down one. Remember, low, low. If you're out there, you're talking all that trash at the start of the year. You're down, you're 35th low. 368 points out of the league. You got to pick it up. Race day San Antonio Dixie driving hard. Southern Racer X down one. Stubo down eight. 38, 39. You and Dave back to back, mm-hmm. belly to belly.
3: Not good. Not good. <laughs> no. Bad. 38.
2: El Jefe. San Antonio Mike. Bulls Wolf. Going in circles. Easy E009. Elf- Elephant Racers. Hockey Dad. Texas Bug Nut. Smother and Covered. Pickle Rick. Fat Tire. And 50th. Still in the top 50. W-F-O Joe. Oh. Down Down five. Uh, <laughs> Rich and Saga. <Sonic laughs> tied with me. It's a It's a blood feud. Rich. Down seven. 50th. Bug Barn. Down four. Behind me, Bobby. Huh. Feel it. Feel it, Bobby. When no, I felt it too. <laughs> no, something is... Okay. Yeah, you're 20 points behind me. Back to what I was saying. Feel it, Bobby. Feel it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 20 points ahead of you. Northstar Team English whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Mike English. Uh, Clausen Racing, Hillbilly, Team Gray, Plummeting Badly, uh, Kev92, Ford, Corpse Grinder, and Nitro AJ. Come on, AJ. AJ is coming on strong. He is our uh, bringing up the rear because he started late, but he is gaining. He is gaining on Corpse grinder. Yes, he is. Good job. If Corpse grinder can't stay ahead of AJ, then uh, he's family. <laughs> and Monica says AJ did way better uh, this weekend. So there you go. So we have spent a fair amount of time talking Formula One as in my tickets. And uh, I have had a lot of people from the racing community. Reach out and text, thanks to my Facebook post. We will see. But we're, we're getting, uh, getting close to a little uh, back-to-back action. IndyCar also going to be in action uh, when we go to the um, Grand Prix in Alabama. So that's going to be interesting. But, yeah, uh, the 28th through 30th, Azerbaijan, 5th through 7th, United States. Not a lot of time to get... Mm-hmm from uh, Azerbaijan to the MIA, but I guess they'll have to figure it out.
3: They have it down to a science.
2: They really do. So I guess the F1 report will uh, come back next week. But yes, very hectic schedule as we head to Baku following a four week gap after Australia.
4: I'm up against it here, y'all. I got to I gotta say good night and, and farewell
2: to Troy, you Troy, you have anything you want to add? Anything that you wanted to put out there that was important? Troy's World comments, things you want to throw oh, out there right
4: now? We, we keep getting rained out out here, so I I keep getting the car ready because it's sunny Monday through Friday, and then it rains on Saturday and Sunday. But uh, we're, uh, we're getting through. We're supposed to be up to like 85 by Friday. I think we're on the other side racing, coming up soon. Um, shout out to loyal Ignition listener Parker Theobald Getting another win in stock Yesterday in Las Vegas In what might be the best looking Stock Eliminator car out there Fast Fastback Cuda um, And a big weekend of bracket racing We got Spring Fling, Gal- Spring Fling Galat This weekend um, And then Working Man's 10 Grand Jake Hodges race uh, Up at Kill Care uh, this weekend So a lot of a lot of money going to get passed out this weekend, um, in some big money bracket racing, and uh, awesome. that's all. That's all I got. Parker,
2: Parker is a loyal Ignition listener. Or are you just making that up?
4: No, he's a he's a total loyal listener. Matter of fact, we're friends on Facebook now. Um, I don't remember how we got hooked up, but he was telling me um, how he how he always listens to us, and so uh,
2: what's so that you like? What's not to like? We run the right. game out of all kinds of stuff. We're talking about selling tickets and getting surgeries and big money bracket racing and working your way into the announce booth and Australia's Veterans Day. Like, we just That's have it. every topic on this show.
4: It's a smorgasbord of good things. And so when when we've got a loyal listener out there who parks it on the dance floor, then we shout them a little holler out there, you know?
2: Yes, sir. So, Love it. Love it.
4: Yeah. But that's all I got. It's been good to catch up with you all it's been a couple weeks. So I'm glad everyone's doing all right. And uh, catch you on the next one.
2: All right, Troy. Way to go, brother. Thank you.
4: Later on, Troy.
2: WFO. Out of the fam. There goes Troy. Out Later, Troy. Be careful. Making the, the moment to, to come in and, and be a part of the WFO universe. Love what we've got going on here, folks. And this is a perfect time for me to suggest to you that you subscribe, click the bell, Write a review, five stars, you know, podcast universe, all that stuff matters. And it helps propel the show uh, to higher heights. But the best possible thing you can do is just tell and invite your friends and say this. It's going to take a couple of weeks for you to get the show. It's not the kind of thing. Just listen immediately and say, oh, I love this immediately. This is amazing. It's not that kind of thing. Matt Clark, am I wrong?
0: I was going to say weeks or months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All you have to do is invest two to three months into the program, and eventually you will come to like it.
0: It'll it'll be like uh, Stranger Things. You just can't help but watch after that.
1: <laughs> right. It'll be like
0: Stranger. Maybe we <laughs> should call it ignition uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And maybe if you want to become like super behind the scenes with the show, you can become like all of these folks and become a WFO Patreon and support the show. We've gained a whole bunch of Patreons this week, guys. Like a whole bunch of people have signed on to support the show. And uh, they're all like loving the idea. Let me shout them out, right? Normally I make a special post, but since I was incapacitated today, and I, you know, and I was, I was, uh, you know, under the weather and I was starving myself. And it was very difficult on me, guys. And There was a couple of bad moments, I guess I'll tell you. But Billy is on board, Billy. And, uh, you know, Brenwald Media has come back on board just because he wants to watch the show. There should be a way for me to, like, gift Patreons to people, but it's, it's not happening. Ed is on board. Steven is on board. And uh, Michael and Vicki Heiner have come on board. Uh, You know, Michael wants to be able to... So technically, three out of four of these new Patreons don't even count because they're people we know. But we'll take them... Oh, Joe, come on.
3: Hey,
2: hey. They know us. They're involved in it. Like, Steve Brenwald is involved in it. But there's no way for me to give him a backstage pass. I'm glad I was muted. Why, what'd you say? say Bobby Graham. We all kill. What? Maybe not as much as the other, but we all count, right? We all count. We That's and right. I was, I was said, and well, listen, I said that inartfully, and I apologize. <laughs> except there was a oh, Let me move myself it, again. The Hear It From Heiner show is like very popular, except with Matt Clark.
3: <laughs> you. He was
2: fired up. Matt Clark was fired up about here from Heiner. There's always got to be a negative opinion. I feel like it's good. It validates the show. Everybody's loving it. Matt Clark.
3: Not so much.
2: Not so much. (laughs) I think I know the reason, but I'm not
5: safe.
3: I thought I figured it out too, but yeah.
2: You can't post a rant like that and not expect it to come up in the common areas. (laughs) He's shaking his head.
3: <clears throat> well, doing well, the same thing.
0: <laughs> what did he, I miss? He, he's becoming ever more like previous crew chiefs I've worked with. Uh oh! That's it. That's the whole
4: point. He's become, that's
0: it. That's <laughs> it. And I start get, I, I start getting PTSD? The shakes. PTSD, that's, crew chief PTSD. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I consider going and bashing my head against the brick wall. <laughs> Just taking me back to a bad place. I I apologize.
2: But this is great because this improves the crew chief credibility. If he set off your crew chief PTSD alarm, that means the guy is the real deal. (laughs) He's a real crew
0: chief. Uh, Only one crew chief of of Christmas past. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. That's all. That's all.
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, listen. I, I, what, what he said that you, that triggered you though was that no, he was, he no was, Don't tell
0: me. Don't, don't tell me what triggered me.
2: You, you wrote it. You wrote it in the. There was a tweet somewhere where you wrote it. Don't make me go find the tweet. Let me just <laughs> it. You're a torque wrench guy, and he said he was not using a torque wrench. And on that's a certain it.
3: particular area of the car.
2: To me, that's okay. You're allowed to be upset about that.
0: Uh, so tell me, Joe, uh, this, we'll call this the Joe and Sue uh, nerves. How is it that a, a person of your uh, stature oh, no. in, uh, in, in motorsports commentary, you've been on radio, you've been on Fox You're on the NHRA program every week, and you got nervous when you had to uh, go to the uh, local government uh, meeting about PYR. Yeah, I did. How's that? How's that work? That's like Sue saying she's going to be nervous when she got into the the commentator's box, and yet she does this every week and knocks it out of the park. Come on.
2: I don't know. I, see uh, changing subjects well, so I can give you, Yeah, Sue, you go first.
3: Oh, wait, you got it on me.
2: Wow. Good point, Matt. Sue, what do you think?
3: Well, you. I, I think it's just because we're both doing what we love. So why'd you get nervous, Joe?
2: And now it's time for the Formula One report. Okay, first, those of you out there who are listening, who don't know what Matt is referencing. Palm Beach International Raceway and thank you, Matt, for, for doubling back to this, okay? Because it's... She, uh, because you
0: gave us a snippet, Joe. You gave us a snippet on Facebook, I think it was. See, I don't I was even... Like, I... You put it in I your story was like... Did I like, say that I got uh, nervous? Yeah, you did and then you said, and I'm going to tell you all about it, and then nothing.
2: Well, you're, at, you're finding out now. The Art of the Teeth. That's, that's
0: right. No, <laughs> fantastic. If I
2: remember right? Like you tease about all kinds of stuff. And then maybe you remember one of them and you bring it back up. So save PBIR, the final meeting, the big, very important meeting where the track and all their development companies, they had a team of five lawyers and only, uh, and and the, the county has denied their request for site plan changes. This is going to be real fast ignition guys. So the owners, had a potential buyer when the racers showed up and kind of protested the potential buyer pulled out. So the facility, the owners are like, you know what, we're going to, we're going to get this thing changed so we can build warehouses there. And they commissioned all these different people, a traffic plan and all this stuff basically took everything that was in question and addressed it. And so this meeting was for, Uh, I believe like an official magistrate. He is a judge that is not currently active that was brought into the situation to give his opinion like a special master or something, a term that has been used in the public recently. And so the day before I was uh, it was recommended that I go. Madeline Marconi, who has been spearheading the deal, could not be there. And a couple other people couldn't be there. There were five people that were allowed to speak from the public. It wasn't just everybody. Only five people were allowed to speak from the public. And so I was not even certain I was going to get one of those spots. And so I did get one of those spots and it was at the conclusion of all the lawyering. So I got to see these amazing attorneys doing their thing on behalf of the client, the new, uh, the, the owner. And they just were knocking down everything. They were just knocking down everything. And so I knew I had a very tough situation to go up there. So as I you know, walk up there, um, I can speak for as long as I want. I'm not on a clock, but I've got this panel of attorneys looking at me. And I've got this whole room. And I know that this is a nearly impossible task. A couple of people had spoken. I believe I was third out of five. And both the first two people did a good job. And I know that I should be able to do a great job. And this is an opportunity to do the scene in the movie. You know what I mean? Like the scene in the movie where Costello goes up there and says something. And then the slow clap breaks out and the judge says, you know, case dismissed. We're keeping the track. That's it. We're keeping the track. Super street to the lanes, bring them up. And uh, so I got up there and I just, I'm looking into the eyes of this guy who is, you know, man, this is, I, I have a great respect for authority delegated by the constitution. You know what I mean? If I consider myself a patriot, the workings of government is that. And so now I'm part of it. And so I, I by the way, when I say I was nervous, I was nervous, but then I checked with everybody, and they all thought I did great. So, you know, there's that as well. I felt like I was a little directionless at the beginning. I thanked the attorneys. I thanked the judge. I explained. Uh, I used some terms, you know, The, the in, in real estate, there's a term for better uh, and proper usage, something like that. I had written that down and they were talking about, well, it's a racetrack now, but a better and pro- more proper usage would be the warehouses because it serves the community. And so I fixed fixated in on that. I was like better and more proper usage than giving young people a safe place to race, keeping people who have the need for speed off the street. I cannot see anything better than that. So I went on for like four minutes and, um, you know, I I was a little stumbly at first, but then I got into a groove and uh, did the best I could and ended off with, listen, there's only one of these. There's only one. When you get rid of it, we will have no place to pursue our hopes and dreams and hobbies that we love so much. It will be gone. And they're not building another one. And that's why you've already listed all these different other places where warehouses could go that aren't quite as nice, but you have options. We don't. So I ask you, keep the track. The track is more valuable. The track is more valuable. By the way, the price that they had uh, put talking about expensive things for the property was $80 million. They had it all calculated out 80 million for the property that, uh, and I tweeted out some photographs of the person. So anyway, I did get nervous because I recognized how important it was to something that I care about, my racing family. And um, that this was for all the marbles and that I had to do the best I could possibly do. And according to the people that were there, I did well. And we find out the result prior to May 3rd. The guy has 15 days. The judge has 15 days. To rule. And um, my opinion is, and, you know, I shouldn't give my opinion in case they're listening, right? But hold back, hold back. Yeah, I'm going to hold, hold back. Hold
3: back. You got nine days. Just,
2: we have, you know? we made a very compelling case, but both parties made a compelling case. They did. That's, you know, when you hear, People with 30 years in their field going here, going there, explaining things. But to me, the thing that matters the most about saving PBIR is south of Orlando. I said, you can't go 100. You go go 100 miles in any direction. You're not going to find another one of these. It's the only one. It's the only viable option to keep the streets safe. And that's. You know, I didn't use any crazy hyperbolic terms like, you know, the blood will be on your hands. Like, I I, I didn't feel like that would be a good thing to do.
0: You didn't drop. You can't handle the truth.
2: You can't handle the truth. Right. That's why, Matt, because every courtroom drama I'd ever watch were all colliding in, in my head at the same time. And sometimes speaking it's like a funnel. You have all these great ideas, but only so much can come out the end of the funnel. So, <laughs> yeah, you never can tell what order the words are going to come out. So you got to sort them out. So I tried it to go with uh, respectful, respectful to their attorneys, the whole the whole, whole deal. It was uh, it was interesting. But again, everybody that participated, number one, participated in democracy, which is great whether it goes or goes our way or it doesn't go our way like the fact that we are in a country where a ragtag bunch of bogans like us could go up there and challenge the authority with standing and take it as far as we did that's pretty amazing so thank you for asking and you think i like that I just threw an australian term in there
0: yeah i love it how about you that half a chance now yeah <laughs> yeah. You're in with a shot. If the Bogans are there, you got a half a shot for sure. Yeah.
2: The, <laughs> that's it. No, we were uh, we were good. But anyway, there you yeah. go. A, yeah, I, get million, nervous. Joe, that's, I
0: still get nervous. But 80, 80 million, 80, Jesus. 80 million. 80
2: million. And it was bought for like 10 million. Like with the racetrack, they had the appraiser, right? Something like with the racetrack, 10.9 million. With the warehouses and the whole thing, 80 million. So,
4: no.
2: but they're talking economic impact. Oh, I, I had a, a great, since we're, it's all coming back to me now. I had a good cross examination of the person who ran the track. You know, we did, he, he got up there and he was like, well, we did everything we could to try to make money. And uh, so the cross examination uh, from the county was like, well, what are some of the things that you did? And that you know, tripped them up a little bit like, Oh, well, uh, you know, we, uh, we put in, uh, we, 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 we replaced the timing system and we maintained the asphalt and, uh, you know, we ran 40 to 50 events a year. And so I, the, uh, track operator said that they ran 40 to 50 events a year. I can tell you, a, another client of mine, Uh, Homestead Miami Speedway runs over 200. So if you're only open 40 to 50 times a year, how can you expect to make money? Like, I don't think that's a realistic deal. And, And that was the crux of the argument of the people who are fighting to keep the racetrack, which is it was purchased by these people as a racetrack, and they're saying they want to abandon usage as a racetrack because it's not viable because they tried and they didn't make money. But what the community is saying is you guys didn't really try. And, you know, maybe it wasn't your fault or maybe you were doing it on purpose. Like we don't know, but if you really tried, you would have made money. Now would they have made $90 million? You know, that's a different story. But, and so I said, you're only open 40 to 50 times a year. How can you possibly make money? And that got some heads uh, nodding, you know, which is the currency of the person giving the speech when the heads are nodding. That's a good that,
3: thing. That is a, it's a good sign, Joe. It's a, a good, good sign. sign. So we'll yep.
2: see. Pickle Rick says, just buy it, Joe. Yeah, Rick, I'm going to take the money from the formula one tickets and then I'll deliver it right up there. I'll head up there. All right. What else? We're waiting on Giovanni. He may or may not uh, come on today. So we may or may not have sports collision, but he had baseball until like 8.30 unless it went to extra innings. So let's get our Australia report, Matt
0: Clark. (sighs) Jeez. Well, we'll start with a little bit of sports collision-ish. We had the Live Golf down here on the weekend for the first time, which uh, made a big splash, I guess you could say. They uh, sold out the whole thing. And from all reports was a, uh, a big success, even to the point where they opened up uh on thursday for the free practice because they had so many pre-tickets pre, uh, pre-sold don't ask me who won because i'm not that into golf
2: <laughs> okay um, you're
0: who won i don't know no it's okay golf was the winner um did happen in Down Under, but not a lot. Uh, We had uh, two weeks ago, we had Nitro Funny Cars on in uh, Willow Bank, which was another successful event. Um, Other than that, this weekend coming in Perth, there's the V8 Supercars, which uh, since since the uh, Formula One event where there was a few fires on the new cars, uh, there's been some technical uh, changes to the Mustangs particularly. And some uh, geometry changes have been allowed on the on the Camaros. So for the first practice session in Perth, which is way over on the uh, west coast of Australia, there he is. Yeah, um, is. They're having a ninety-minute open practice session to sort out these technical changes. So that's been uh, that's been a month they've had off since the uh, the F1 Grand, Grand Prix uh, support event. Um, yeah, and the only other thing on a solemn note, we had another racer pass away on the weekend, uh, at a test and tune event at Willowbank. So Willowbank is probably the, well, is the primary, uh, quarter mile drag strip in Victoria, which is the Southern state of New South, of, um, of New South Wales. Oops, of Australia. Um, this gentleman, uh, very, very well accomplished. No, um, no beginner that's for sure. Um his name is Warren Monson. Um, he had a background in all types of motorcycles, motorsport. Uh, he was nine times Victorian state champion in speedway sidecars. He was also the Ocea FIM, which is the governing body for motor uh, motorcycles. He was the FIM Oceana champion in speedway sidecars and the world uh, previously the world FIM Speedway Motorcycle Champion. Uh, He also had just uh, entered the 200 mile an hour club at uh, Lake Gardner, which is our version of Bonneville and was also the team engineer for the Suzuki Superbike, Australian Suzuki Superbike team. Oh, wow. So this, yeah, as I said, this guy wasn't just somebody who decided to turn up on on a Sunday and hop on a motorbike. He was um, more than accomplished and more than uh, respected throughout motorsport here in Australia and throughout the whole uh, whole community. And just, a, uh, I haven't had any feedback. It's all been very quiet and, and respectful what's actually happened. Uh, the news report showed the bike in the, uh, in the nets, and to give you guys a bit of an insight, that track would have probably equally or the longest uh, shutdown area in the country. So it's a massive, massive track out there at uh, Heathcote. And uh, for the bike to make it all the way down there, something has obviously terribly gone wrong. So, just uh, thoughts to him, his family, the whole. All the all the uh, track crew and owners of uh, Heathcote Park uh, and the officials because they all had to deal with that and uh, yeah, um, just goes do, to show do, we do we know just,
2: anything like because what you just you know, described sounds like and I am not an expert and I was not there and I not know anything but I am speculating that he might have had a health issue while on the bike like you kind of described him going way uh, down there those things are designed to stay upright like what do you think.
0: I don't know, Joe, and I don't know if I feel comfortable guessing, but for the bike to make it all the way to the like knowing that track and how long it is um, for the bike to make it all the way there I think you might be right But I Just don't know my, hot,
2: my hot take, like they're, they're designed to go straight and stay balanced and if like I'm just speculating if a person yeah, 100% were 100%. to have a heart attack while riding one what would happen? Right. Like it mm-hmm. might stay upright and keep going. Um, yep. But tragedy, nonetheless, tragedy, yeah, nonetheless. And I can see by your posts and I um, I had a great interaction with Jim Reed.
0: Right.
2: At uh, in Vegas, he had come over yeah. to me and he says that they are gearing up for a very big event, uh, which I want you to help us cover because I told him all about you and he knows you. Does he?
0: Uh, maybe. I, I listen. We're, we're, I built you up.
2: Listen, play the role, man. <laughs> play the role, Matt Clark. I built you cross, up yeah. to be big.
0: Jim okay? and I, Jim and I have beers every Friday afternoon.
2: Good. Um, big. No, like, yeah, Matt Clark from Torque Calibration Services. He's getting me up on all the Australian things. And so he told me that Larry Dixon is going there to run for Santo and there's going to be like a whole, like they're going to break out a bunch of cars and they're, they're throwing, Santo is throwing the kitchen sink at it and the whole thing. He got me very excited.
0: Yeah. They, um, we did what well, we do. The talk wrenches for, uh, for Jim Reed racing. So, yeah, we know the guys know the crew guys there. And, uh, um, Yes. Okay. Yeah. As you, you mentioned, that's on the, I think the, fifth, the and, fifth and sixth, the major in Sydney is the next big, uh, top fuel event, that's which they'll the be running at. And, uh, as you said, Larry's, uh, Larry's coming over again, saying, for Sano Raposada that's, uh, Sydneys his home track. Their, um, their race shop is literally minutes from the racetrack itself. And, uh, they treat that as very much their home event. So, yeah, yeah. throw the kitchen sink at it. Three cars, three cars, those team's going to be running.
2: Well, it's uh, going to be interesting. Be- Jim is uh, was over here and he was, you know, like uh, hanging out with Clay and Jimmo. And they had heard the, you know, we had all, were all on the air together for that bit that I did for uh, Industry Week e-part trade yeah. industry week. We were all in there talking, uh, you know, drag racing. And he, he came running over to me and we had a great moment. We had like a nice three-minute conversation um about, you know, the two countries and what's going on. He got me up to speed and I just uh I basically all I contributed to it was mentioned that I knew that you existed.
0: So is that Jim or Phil?
2: It was Jim.
0: Jim, the father. He was over there.
2: Phil drives. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's the crew chief? Is it who Bruce? Is it? Bruce. Bruce. It was Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Reed is the one who knows yeah. who you are.
0: Okay. Bruce yes. is the crew chief, so yeah.
2: Yeah. You're not going to have PTSD, are you? I wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> no, no, no. If oh, I no. knew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I it's okay. It's okay.
2: Hey, it's Giovanni okay. in Miami, everybody. Giovanni in Miami. G- well, all right. Woo.
1: Better late than never, huh?
0: Yeah, this is Gio, but this I is on
1: time it. in I, South Florida, just so you guys know. That's right, Gio, I, that's right,
0: Joe. <laughs> uh, Geo, I saved it for you before, till you come on the show. Uh, a dollar 49. A dollar
2: 49.
0: Your okay. US dollar can buy a dollar 49 Australian. you told me every time I come on, I oh. want that now.
1: Yeah, oh, no, look at that. He's so, got the exchange rate going for
0: me. Now. Yeah, you told me every week you've got to give me the exchange rate. So two weeks ago, if you had a bought your your plane tickets, you would have yeah, got it for $1.50, dollar fifty. But it's a, today it's a dollar forty nine.
2: Dollar forty nine, like one and a half times our money. So Geo, uh, we have yet to do sports collision.
0: Right. So I lost. I lost oh, one
1: Australian cent. That's, that's
0: it. it? I lose many Australian cents every week, but <laughs> that's another story. It's probably about creatures. <laughs> <pretty. Yeah. laughs> So I, I did say my I was things. going to be
2: pushing some things on people. Uh, I'm going to do that. But right now, Giovanni, I need you to uh, give us the uh, Giovanni baseball report. Like, why were you late?
1: Well, obviously, I was at a baseball game. I was at a – this is the penultimate game of the season, uh, one of the makeup rain train games. And so we only have one more to go, but I can report that there was a, a big victory – for the Grayson's, uh, I guess this is the Little League Mets is the, the team he plays on, this particular team. And it was a hard-fought battle. It was a full six-game game. It lasted almost two and a half hours. Um, and uh, the victory at the end, let me see. Uh, I don't, what was the final score? I think it was, you know, I think it was 13-9 to nine was the final score. And uh, Grayson, I can report, uh, came in to pitch the last inning. He was the closer today. And uh he gave he didn't give up any runs. He got the three outs. He uh you know defense let him down a little, but the defense came through in the end. Uh and uh he got uh he got the top of the order was coming up and he got the, the leadoff hitter to to pop uh, a little pop up to shortstop and they doubled up the kid who took off running from second and game over. And uh the, the Mets beat the Rangers 13 to 9. And the final, crowd uh, and so, uh, one more game before the season. Oh, oh, wowzers! Whoa. A it's a catastrophe. Wow, he's got blue <laughs> eyes, man. He All needs right, demon like, I'm back. Ooh. Yeah, but anyhow, I, should... I can report 13 to 9. Grayson, uh, had a, a you know, a good performance, not great, and uh, but he did uh come into pitch and close out the game, and uh, you know. He came through in the end. He, he gets the out win. The game. He pitched. Way to go, Gray! Yeah, he pitched the final inning, and uh, and so he gets the win. He got a uh, one strikeout and uh, got a kid to you know pop up into a double play.
2: That's great.
3: That closer.
2: Love well, Gr- listen, my, awesome. my assessment of Gray is if he could ever pitch, he would be very scary to those kids because he's big and he can throw like harder than all those other kids. Um, but it will be scary. All right, I said I was going to be pitching stuff. And this is it, guys. I have, I got three Formula One tickets, and I got four kittens. And right now, if you get the Formula One tickets, you get a kitten with it. Okay? I thought you wanted to sell those tickets. <laughs> Are you not seeing this cuteness for all you audio-only people? I'm holding up a tiny
1: kitten in front of the camera. That, uh, that is just is...
3: super cuteness.
2: My he goodness.
1: barely fits in in both of Joe's hands. He is tiny. He is He's tiny.
2: He is a tiny guy, and there's four of them. Four he looks tiny happy guys. Too. Yeah. Look at that happy face. Oh, he is. They, well, they're just becoming like <laughs> able to move around and stuff. So they are uh they are an interesting squad. But what so you're like your dad,
1: huh? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, are these I'm the like... foundlings are so you're like the Mandalorian, and, and those are the baby Grogu's?
2: This is the way, this is <laughs> it. Look no at him, way. he kind of looks like the baby grogu. Skin You
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look at You should uh, uh, dye his skin uh, oh, yeah. green, and then we can his uh, you know put some food coloring on him and make him green.
3: I'm just waiting to see him do this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, speaking of Mandalorian, uh, I'm not going to give any spoiler alert, but don't the, you the dare! Oh, I will no, do it. I, don't, the don't, season don't, don't, is don't over. Eight episodes it. have been released. Oh my god, and, when Darth Vader comes
2: out, it's amazing. Don't do it!
1: And uh, yeah, it was it was great. I hope everyone catches up and is enjoying another wonderful season of Mandalorian.
2: Yeah, Sue. You how know? have you fallen behind, Sue? I, I, I,
1: you know, I'm not going to say it, it ends
2: with busy. Luke Skywalker
1: coming hey, out at the end hey. of this, this season. Hey! But, but it's know, still a, a good ending.
3: I quelled Megan. I said, Megan, no. Don't do it. <laughs> don't tell me
2: anything. All right, I'll be back. I'm going to get rid of the kitty. I just wanted you guys to see the the proof of this uh this cat. And all you audio only people, just imagine a little black cat with blue eyes. That is just. Don't you pretty. want
3: one? Come
2: on. Oh.
1: Okay, so don't grab the microphone. All right. Oh. Yeah, we heard him.
3: We heard him too.
1: We heard him. We heard him. The little black cat. Oh. So Joe oh. is now the cat man. He's a cat man
3: did you ever see that was that like ever in your vision Joe the catman
1: well yeah I've yes he used to have uh animals prior to to all the traveling and all that he had cats wow. and a dog cats and, then, and a
3: dog Joe yes
1: he had a dog and like three cats or something it was like a damn zoo in there it was terrible people really? <laughs> would walk into that house but uh <laughs> But over the years, you know, the, the 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 person that owned the dog no longer lives there, and uh, and the cats oh, uh, slowly, ouch. oh, slowly went away. And I think, you know, I think they they all went the way of, uh, you know, of back to the earth. You
3: know, yeah, find our path. And then,
1: That's what it was. And then with all the traveling, I think he never got pets again until these cats showed up at his door the other day. Are you guys talking about me? Yeah. Yes, we are. Of course, we're talking yes, about you. Are. Sue said, it, it, that "Who could have imagined that Joe, the cat man?" And I told her, "Oh man, he used to have all kinds of animals—a dog, cats, all kinds of stuff. It was like a damn zoo in your house."
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm an animal person. I like animals. Uh, they're great, but they are not really animal style to a travel 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 lifestyle. Um, <laughs> but what I'm finding out is that these kittens are. I'm in trouble now. It's kind of a bad deal because now they're like. I guess like human babies, they're becoming mobile, right? And it's a lot easier to be a parent when they can't move. And it's a lot harder to be a parent when they can move on their own. Like, wow, like, look at that baby. It's just sitting Imagine there. That. What do you do? Right. But all of a sudden when it can like go where it wants and now they're getting to the point, like right when I brought him back, his three little brothers or brothers and sisters, whatever they are, uh, came over to him. Like, where did you go? You know, it was... Uh, they all want to come now. They all want to come like one at a time and on the show. They're jealous, but uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with these cats. Like I have the backup plan. You want to hear the backup plan?
3: You're giving it. Oh, yeah. You're giving it to yeah. the lady that gave the other one. Gave no, I wouldn't away. trust.
2: I wouldn't trust her. She wrote a note. <laughs> just a follow up. I got a note in my mailbox today. I know the house where your dog is. Dog? Oh. Yeah,
1: She took a dog, too?
2: Uh, It's not a dog. (laughs) It's not a dog.
1: No, she didn't take his dog.
5: He does not want to say, bring him back. He don't know what he'll get.
2: Right, Bobby. I might look at a porcupine or an armadillo or something. I know the house where your dog is at. (laughs) That's
1: terrible, dude.
2: So she's gonna bring <laughs> me to a house. Like I'm gonna go with her. She's like, I wants me to go and go with her to the house. Can you imagine that? Walking up the walk, knocking on the door. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, she's gonna uh, embarrass the hell out of you. Says, uh, you uh,
2: have, uh, kidnapped yeah. my. Uh, she thinks it's a dog, but it's really a cat. Cat.
1: Yeah.
2: So, but anyway, the backup plan is I'm gonna have to bring these dogs. These dogs to the abandoned pet rescue.
3: No, uh, don't do that. i gonna have
2: to bring them. Yeah. Oh, like a no-kill shelter or something, you know, and and make a donation, make a nice yeah. donation for them to take the 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 four little kittens.
5: Maybe. So yeah, we one. have one local, so no-kill shelter. That's where we got our two dogs from. Yeah, right. That's where we get them from.
2: People, these so, these kittens are going to have a great shot at homes. Um, obviously, I'm going to put another just like with the Formula One tickets. I'm going to put a video up on the Facebook, and hopefully. Someone will be interested. So, my phone is blowing up with the Formula One tickets.
1: That's great, yeah. man. Yeah,
2: yeah. We'll see. Derek says, "Has that old lady been to Cato Mills?" A poodle disappeared here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Monica says she doesn't like my neighbor. Uh, she is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You know, she's got a health. Issue, you know, it's um, dementia. That's it, it's a real thing, and it's unfortunate. And uh, based on the way I believe that the cosmos might uh, inflict me if I don't uh, treat her very nicely, and so that's what I'm doing. So, what about Bobby Graham? What's going on down there in the bayou, Bobby Graham?
5: Oh, uh, it's just, just been a busy weekend and uh, week. I've had a good week, had to build fence, uh, leased out some land. Now I have some horses, a mule in the backyard, in the back pasture to look at. It's not mine that I don't have to eat. (laughs) And (laughs) my daughter just graduated uh, police academy and had a good crawfish ball and had a good weekend.
2: Congratulations. That's great on graduating the police academy. That's uh, excellent stuff. We need good people to do those jobs. Get well, out there, and...
5: But she went out and she just needed it for, for commission and she's already a a state police a parole officer, juvenile parole officer. And this is an added that helps her with her pay rate. Actually helps her pay rate to go through the academy and, and all that. But she's been doing this a while now.
2: Tremendous. Pickle Rick wants to know if the weather forecast is good for Charlotte. And the answer is no, it's not. Not good for Charlotte. Um, Looking like You know, rain Friday. First of all, I've seen two different ones. One that said Friday was rain and Saturday and Sunday were both good. And then someone just sent me one that said Friday and Sunday were bad. Um, But
1: (laughs) conflicting reports here. Conflicting
2: reports. But I'm going to just I'm going to go anyway. I'm looking forward to going to Charlotte for wide. We got all kinds of great stuff, including the NHRA versus NASCAR uh, battle, which is happening Thursday going to be a kind of a cool thing thursday at five o'clock i don't know if it's open to the public or not but um nhra versus nascar uh on thursday it's going to be kind of cool i saw a uh, email about that it's not up on nhra.com but it was an interesting email pro mod back factory showed back, and all back so i'm looking forward to it uh, Dio, do a uh, abbreviated sports collision because I know you've been to two major events in South Florida since the last time we spoke.
1: I have. Have I? You oh, have. Yeah. Oh, I went to the Heat game. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: hey, there's another thing called baseball, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I go to Little League every day, so I'm <laughs> I I, they're all mixing together. I don't know anything that's going on anymore. But yes, uh, segueing back at some point. uh, I went to that play in game that the Heat played. It was it wasn't technically the playoff game. It was the play in game against the Chicago Bulls. That was on a Friday night. And uh, that once they won that game, they were able to they played against uh, Milwaukee that got them the right to the number eight seed to go on and play Milwaukee in the first round. And so the Heat are actually playing tonight, and the game is here. They are up two games to one on Milwaukee. This is game four, second game in Miami. And tonight, with uh, six and a half minutes to go in the, thir- in the fourth quarter, uh, Milwaukee's up by, it looks like, eight, nine points right now. And so uh, Giannis, who had been out since the uh, first game with, uh, I think, back issues or something, uh, return today, and so it looks like he's going to be back in the swing, and Milwaukee's trying to tie it up to go back home at two games apiece. And then another, um, around the NBA, you know, full full playoff action is going on. The, the Sixers already won. Uh, they swept the, I guess it was the Brooklyn Nets that they were playing. Boston is up three games to one on Atlanta. Uh, the Lakers are playing Memphis tonight after this heat game. They're up two games to one. With a chance to go up 3-1 to one at home, uh, the big news in that series was last week uh, some guy called LeBron old and uh, and went went at him and scored a bunch of points against him. And then, uh, of course, the very next game, you know, LeBron's team came and uh, shut that team down and took the lead at home. So uh, NBA playoffs in full swing. NHL's playoffs are also in full swings. Uh, unfortunately, the local... Florida Panthers have been playing the uh, number one seed and best team in the NHL with a record uh, wins and record points and all kinds of records, everything this year, the Boston Bruins, and they took a three to one game uh, lead last night on the Panthers. And so, uh, you know, I mean, this is hockey in this, uh, in this sport, more than any, you see teams come back down from three to one, but uh, I doubt it in this case here, Boston's been the, the cream of the crop all year long. And, uh, and, you know, Major League Baseball is in full swing. Uh, the Tampa Bay uh, Rays continue to dominate. They're uh, haven't lost at home. They did lose a couple of games now, but they've got uh, started the season off winning 14 in a row at home. It's uh, some kind of record now. And so Tampa Bay is still uh, playing well. The Yankees are uh, also playing well. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. They're in a division with, uh, with a team that right now started off really hot. So they're going to be uh, playing catch up the rest of the season. But I can't complain the Yankees are uh, there. You know, Cole has been dominant. He's pitching like the ace that he is. And um, hopefully it continues. And some of the guys that uh, they ex- expected to, can come back from the injured list.
2: Excellent. Good job. Good job. Did you have anything you wanted to add? You know, Formula One, everything, Talladega. Well,
1: we're doing like a quick uh, sports collision. And, uh, but, but for Monica, yeah, the Tampa Bay, or... not just the baseball team, but the hockey team is winning also now, uh, tonight they're up, uh, three to one on, on the maple leafs. Excellent. But, uh, in terms of formula one, yeah, this weekend coming up, finally, we get a, another race. Uh, I am on, you know, while I am happy that they have more races than ever on the calendar, I'm not a big fan of the two week, uh, the three week off in between, you know, one race the first week of the month and then another race on the last week seems like, uh, too much time off, especially for us. Uh, but, uh, you know, glad to back. Uh, maybe Ferrari could do something. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope at this point. Uh, I, you know, let's see what happens. It looks like Red Bull is probably going to run away with everything again. Azerbaijan uh, this week. Yes. Definitely. What about y'all ready for the NFL draft? Coming up. Oh, that is this week on Thursday, NFL draft. Oh, huge. Sue, way to go, Sue. Huge news today. The deal that has been talked about for weeks on end. Now, Aaron Rodgers is finally out of the green uniform. Oh, no, sorry. He's right back in another green uniform. He goes from Green Bay Green to Gang Green New York Jets. The deal has been finalized. They swap first-round picks. A couple of second-rounders go to to the jets and i uh, con- uh, sorry from the jets to the Packers. And then a conditional pick next year, depending on if Aaron decides to play or doesn't play or how much he plays or whatever happens. So basically the deal that has been talked about for pretty much since the season ended has been finalized. Aaron Rodgers is going to the jets. He's coming to the AFC East, another top tier quarterback in the division. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough sledding there. The Dolphins have improved. They've done everything they can. They brought in Jalen Ramsey for the defense. They continue to trust in Tua. He's taking jujitsu. He knows how to fall now. He's not going to get hurt. And and, and, uh, I guess that's all I got, man. (laughs) Hit me. Hit me with something else, and and you'll see. It'll make me think of, of, of whatever it is you want me to talk about. It's
4: tough to come hey, in. Jalen Jay-
1: Jay- Hurts got
3: signed too. Don't forget about that one. Yeah.
4: Oh, it's big Jalen
3: Hurts already did sign. Quarter of a billion
1: dollars, million dollars. $255 million. You know, nice I'm not saying Lamar should get an agent, but Lamar, get a goddamn agent, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> You don't have to give them the full cut. You can negotiate the the commission, number one. Number two, even if you give them a full 3%, what's 3% of $250 million, man? Right now, you got 3% of nothing. That's it. That's all I got.
3: Tell us how you really
1: feel. (laughs) You know what? I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a very good elite-level type quarterback, but – at some point, you know, it's it's not working out with, with him and mom being the agent, man. Like, there's a reason why you have to have an agent. And, it's, you know, it, it, you don't have to, but in this particular case with him already, you do because an agent can talk to every team and could have been already had you a deal. He would have been able to do all the illegal talking behind the scenes that you can't do. But if you have an agent, he could talk to their guy without talking to their guy, and it's nothing's official. And and I, and I think part of the reason why is that. And then the other thing is he's a restricted free agent, so nobody wants to work out a deal and just have Baltimore say, "Oh, thank you very much," and you know, and and meet the terms of the deal. So an a, an agent would help him structure the deal in a way that Baltimore doesn't just re-sign it. You know, all of these things, man. In the end, sometimes you know. It costs a little bit of money to make a lot of money.
2: It really does. Well, we were just talking about courts and and whatnot. What do they say? There's a saying about uh, only a fool represents himself in court or something like that. Well, Uh,
1: even attorneys don't represent themselves in court just for the record. It's
2: just, well, it's just, it's a a good buffer to have. If you watch Entourage and you saw the Ari scenes, that's why you have an agent so that someone can curse at someone and it's not you but when you absolutely
1: right and so and so when they right so when the team says oh he's always injured you you don't take that personal because the agent doesn't tell you that part of when the when the team trash talks you but when when it's you or your mom in there and they're like well you know mrs jackson he's been injured for 10 games uh, each of the last you know five games each of the last two years and so mom takes that personal, and yep. and you could take that personal. But the agent, they don't let that stuff get personal. They know that you know these are just the way deals get done.
2: Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. you gotta have. You gotta have an agent. I should have one. I don't have one.
4: I have one. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go
2: get an agent tomorrow. You yeah. know, I'm like <laughs> the old doing at the old school Step vet away. Okay, whatever. Anything else?
1: Um. Now nah, that's all I could think of. Right, but if okay. something else will come to me, I'll, no, it's I'll, time for I'll just final scream thoughts. it out.
2: I just uh, – Well, to mention
1: <laughs> well I did, we did have a giant Yankees and Angels showdown over the weekend. And I don't know if you got to see uh, Shea uh, – it wasn't over the weekend. It was earlier in the week. And uh, Judge and Otani were, like, squared off. And it was a great uh, – Otani hit a shot to deep center. And Judge went back over the wall, climbed it, and brought it back – and then in the bottom of the inning, he hits a home run. It was like amazing. It was like telling Otani, "You're not stealing the MVP from me, man."
2: I love it. No, it's great. That was great. Jeff says he's getting an agent as well. <laughs> Two things I wanted to mention that I that I didn't that I didn't mention. I just wanted to, uh, you know, the uh, Grand Prix of Long Beach happened. We didn't really touch it on it because we were uh, not on the air. Kyle Kirkwood gets the win in IndyCar. Car. And uh, Kyle is a kid that we interviewed here on WFO a long, long time ago, like years ago, when he was running down here in South Florida in one of the Formula Series that happened to be at Homestead Miami Speedway. And I was a track announcer for that deal. It was like Formula. uh, I think they were running with Trans Am. Uh, I don't even remember what Formula Series it was, but it was like one of the lower tier Formula Series. Kyle Kirkwood has made it all the way and has won the Grand Prix of Long Beach, which is pretty amazing. That was at least 10 years ago, and he was like a 18-year-old kid or something at that time, maybe a little older. But uh, congratulations to Kyle. And then, of course, IndyCar is back in action at uh, in Alabama. I just wanted to mention that. And, yeah, Gio already mentioned the Mandalorian, and my list is done. I'm good. Final thoughts. Bobby Graham, why don't you go all Bobby Graham on us?
5: I got a very quick one today.
2: Uh, okay. Very quick. We don't need it to be quick, though, Bobby.
5: (laughs) This is educational. You need to pay attention to this. (laughs) All right. When you do dealings, financial dealings, keep records of what you do. This three-year throw-it-away deal in your filing cabinet does not work. Matter of fact, should your parents go or whatever, keep your parents financial records of purchases of major items because you're going to find one day you're going to need them and that's my words of wisdom is keep important papers you will need them one day oh my whether god you, think you will or not
2: Kifa, keep everything forever always that's my uh, personal motto and i agree with that bobby keep it keep it all keep everything until your whole house is nothing but filing cabinets and papers and boxes and papers and box and you just you know, and the day you throw it away. That's the
5: day the CPA told
2: you you really need this so I can save your mind. Yeah, exactly. Megan says, like Toto Wolf said, have it printed out, receipts on desk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a good note. It's a good note.
5: <laughs> and <pollen> extension.
2: <laughs> yeah.
5: Right.
2: No, the extension. And that's it. That's it. Good, good deal. Good deal. Um, all right, winding down. Matt in Australia, did you have anything else you wanted to add?
0: Uh, not crew chief wise. <laughs> Could we leave that alone? <laughs> um, no, I don't know how I'll go with doing this, Joe, but I'm going to give it a try because I know there's a lot of uh, servicemen and women that uh, listen to the show as well. Yes. But today is a very very significant uh, day in Australia and New Zealand's history. That's where the the word it's called Anzac Day. So it's the Anzac is an acronym for the Australian New Zealand Army Corps. And uh it was a battle 108 years ago in Turkey that went uh that went terribly wrong because the English uh sent us onto the wrong beach in Turkey. And uh, on the first day, uh, 3,000 men died um, of a 10 month campaign that 11,000 people died in. And uh, it from great tragedy, it bor- born a legend, I guess you could say with Australia and New Zealand um, of the fighting spirit that uh, both countries uh, showed. So yeah, pretty, a very significant day. Hence the reason I got up at 4 AM this morning. Uh, I had a great uncle who fought there. Um, a lot of Australians make the pilgrimage to a place called Gallipoli in Turkey. Um, yes. I've got a mate, I've got a mate who is him and his wife are actually there as we speak, getting ready for the dawn service over there. So pretty big thing. Um, I'm going to try this and hopefully i get through it. All right. So it's, it's called the ode of remembrance. And uh, it's, it goes, it's a poem that goes like this. Uh, they shall not grow old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. And at the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them, lest we forget.
2: Tremendous. It, Tremendous. The dramatic read. Is yeah. Gallipoli... Is where Winston Churchill, it was a total blunder, right? Like, I, I don't, I know that.
0: Well, it Winston, was in, it was in
2: WW1. Right. Winston Churchill made some major, major errors at the start of his career that cast him out before World War II, where he made his big comeback Correct. and obviously did great things. And this is it, from what I'm it, understanding.
0: He He was in, if my memory serves me, and I'm trying to. Find the database here. If my memory serves me, he was in the navy as like a commander of a fleet or whatever. And yes, it was the British intelligence or lack of intelligence and British uh, navy that dropped uh, the Australian and New Zealand uh, army corps off to um, what's now called Gallipoli Cove or Anzac Cove in Gallipoli. Um, and yeah, they were. They were five or eight miles away from the beach, beach, front They were supposed to be dropped on. And it was just, uh, they got slaughtered the, the, uh, the incline of the cliffs were, you'd have to look it up to, to bring it justice to how, uh, how steep they were. And, uh, for 10 months, the Australians and New Zealanders, um, fought on these cliffs, fighting against the Turks to a point where the Turks now, even uh, in this commemorative ceremony, which happens today, uh, the Turkish government's very involved and the Turkish soldiers and the Turkish people uh, pay great um, homage, I guess you could say to the Australian and New Zealanders for how, uh, how brave they were. And they, they, they now say that you're part of our, uh, I'm going to paraphrase this, but they, in their, their terms, they say, you're part of our land now because your blood was on our land and you died here. And wow, they, they can't even believe how brave, I guess in 1915, maybe stupid, uh, or uneducated. We were to, to hear a whistle blow, hop out of a trench and, uh, and run at a machine gun post, you know, so oh. it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't get into the nuts and bolts of it too much, but yeah, very, uh, very important day here in down under for Australians, Australian and New Zealanders. That's for sure.
2: Well, okay. So people can find out more history dot com, uh, and they've got it. Winston Churchill's World War Disaster. And in the wake of the failed naval attack, the Allies launched a major land invasion of Gallipoli on April twenty fifth. The which it is today in Australia right now, uh, the month-long delay allowed the Turks to rush reinforcements to the peninsula and boost their defenses, and the British, French, and members of the ANZAC Corps uh, could make little progress from their beachheads, the turquoise waters of the uh, Aegean Sea, termed Crimson, the stiff Turkish resistance, etc., and so on. But, Matt, I appreciate you bringing that stuff up, because we are so caught up in our fun and the amazing things that are happening in the world that are possible right now that very infrequently do we as in humans take time to think about those moments, the sacrifices of the past. And I honestly, genuinely believe that there are a lot of people in our ranks, humans that are so ignorant of what that means, what you just described, right? Right that they're okay to see it again, that there there are people that I encounter that are, like, okay with the idea of war when I talk about, hey, man, you know, the Chinese or the Russians or, like, you know, you got to stop them now, otherwise they they keep coming, you know, different stuff like that. People are like, ah, war with China wouldn't be bad. We would be able to win it right away. It would be cool. Like, people say such things. People say those things. And... It's really smart for someone of uh, of your age and status to mention things like this, because I I don't think let's call them younger folk are getting it anywhere. Like history is not just pages in a book. It's blood on a beach that was spilled by someone who either cared a lot or was asked to go or didn't want to go and went anyway because they were obligated. And that part of world history is not gone forever. The Ukrainians are living it right now. Some big bully just rolled into their turf and has taken what they can and will take it and kill them all if they're allowed. And, you know, what will people be talking about 50 years from now? Who will be having their day? Will it be the Russians? Will it be the Ukrainians? Will it be us? Will it be the Chinese? We the best thing is to avoid those things as best as you can. But sometimes they happen, and, and uh, I appreciate you getting up early. Like that's tremendous.
0: Cheers, yeah. uh, May I guess to your to your point, um, my great uncle. I remember I've, I've been told stories through the family that that he enlisted to to go on, go on this great adventure. That was <laughs> to go to war. It was to leave. It was to be able to leave the country. It was to be able to see, go across the seas and see other countries and everything else on this great adventure. Little, you know, little did he know that the disaster that he was going into. You know.
2: Well, and those yeah. folks back then, you know, to go ten miles from your house where you were born was probably a big deal. To see 100%. far off, distant lands. That you know, you join the military for a million reasons, but. You know, anyone that watches anything about World War One knows that we should have first of all, World War One and World War II are really the same war, just separated by halftime, pretty much, a little timeout. And whatever we gotta do to avoid that stuff, short of you know, surrender and capitulation, which we should never do, we should be avoiding. It. We should be avoiding because it's never going to be good. It's going to be a very bad, very bad thing that uh, leaves a lasting scar on the rest of the world. Derek is out, guys. He's going to get—he's uh, going to get a little shut eye. Thank you very much, Derek. Appreciate it. Thank you, Derek. Geo says he—he he, he says all that uh, war and sacrifice thing is—is is great and all, but the Heat have come back, and that Jimmy Butler is going crazy.
0: Thanks, Geo. We needed need to change gears. Well, so someone sol- asked what was going, going on. And, yeah, no, and,
1: you know, as I was. <laughs> no, that, that's what Gio's here for. That's in a very happy out. state of euphoria. And I just reported that was six and a half minutes to go. The Heat were down by nine points. And Jimmy Butler started going crazy. And before you know it, it's a tie game. And now all of a sudden the Heat have taken the lead. And with 32 seconds left in the game, they're up by five. Six with Jimmy at the line. Wow. Oh, Unbelievable. Looks like the Heat are going to w- pull one out here. Tremendous. Crazy. So uh, the number 32 one 32 seconds mil- yet. <laughs> just like we were discussing, the number <laughs> one seed. Mil- M- Milwaukee Bucks are 30 seconds away from going down 3-1 to one to the 8-seeded Heat. Unbelievable. What channel you got that on? TNT. They know drama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they know drama. We didn't know grandma over
1: there at TNT.
2: Charles Barkley is getting a real show. It says Lakers at Grizzlies. For me. Well, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's the, next, that's
3: the game. next game.
2: Yeah. No, the guide says everything. <laughs> they're giving uh, King Charles uh, a show on uh, CNN. I don't know if it's going to be any good, but he's getting his own like mainstream show, which is kind of interesting. Charles Barkley. That's what they're calling it.
1: Like the like Chuck or the or the British dude.
2: Chuck. Well his co- it's Charles Barkley is the host of the show okay. and Gail King is his co-host.
1: Oh, I get the pun. And so It'll be a terrible
2: it, show. They're calling it Terrible. 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 Bobby Graham has got a pretty good Charles Barkley.
1: That yeah, was well, good. That he learn. does.
2: Terrible. horrible. That's kind of interesting. Hey, and since we're doing uh WFO Whiplash from positive to negative to positive to negative, I just want to say Shout out to Lizzie Musi, who uh, sh- tremendous uh, uh, story this week about like the way they revealed she's got stage four breast cancer. Mm. And I don't know if you saw yeah. the reveal, but it was terrible. Um, she terrible. She uh, she noticed something before she went to Australia and her doctor was like, yeah, you know, you can go. And she went and she came back and it was like considerably larger and uh, it's an invasive, terrible deal. And so Lizzie, who we don't talk about a ton on WFO, but she's in our drag racing community. That's Pat's daughter, man. Pat Musi is a, a friend, icon, amazing, uh, you know, drag racer. A person is is little girl Lizzie is a big television star, and has done so well on NPK and and like bringing on people into drag racing. And now she's in for the fight of her life, which is. Yep. Uh, no.
5: Even worse, I read her post today. It was the first time I knew something was going on. I didn't know but it was stage four, it's now gone to her liver, also. So,
3: oh, and, and her lymph nodes, yeah,
5: yeah, and her lymph nodes. So, she's it's really gross. fighting. Yeah, she's got a
2: bad, bad, invasive problem. Someone needs to come up with a positive story to go after this one. Just saying, guys. But, uh, it was a big news in motorsports and. Yeah, she did a YouTube about it, said, Monica, I saw that. That's what I watched. I watched her and Kai sitting on the couch, unless there's another one. But that's tough stuff. And NPK or NHRA or Southeastern Division or whatever, if you're a drag racer, like, I know there's a lot of people out there with problems, but she's very, very well-known, and we're going to live this with her. It's going to be a very tough, uh, tough situation. And so I just wanted to wish her the best.
0: I, yes, I know You're I'm on. probably going to speak with 2020 hindsight now, Joe, but it was a lot of people down here noted that she seemed, when they did their tour down under, she did seem very quiet. Yeah. Well, know. exactly. I don't know if I don't know if that is 2020 vision, but like putting the scenario to the the outcome now, but um, yeah, just unbelievable.
2: Well, and you never know. That's the reason why you, never, you can't judge anyone at any time because you just mm-hmm. never know what they're dealing with just below the surface that you can't even imagine what it is. Terrible stuff. Heat up 116 to 109. Yeah, I got it on too. Way to go. All right. I'm ready to wrap it up, guys. Uh, anything else that we need to cover? Obviously, I'll be in Charlotte this weekend. Uh, As of now, I will be working on the Fox Sports 1 show. So the directive for the Ignition audience is to watch the Fox Sports 1 show. You may also watch NHRA TV, but I will not be there as often as I normally am. Like in Vegas, I had a great time in Vegas. Also, uh, Jason Logan and Jason Galvin are doing their Jason's podcast, Life's a Drag, and they are revealing uh, all the stuff that I do when I'm not at the track. And so if you want to hear about that, (laughs) wherever we go to eat, what we're eating, what I'm ordering. uh, I I can listen to what what it is on on their podcast, which is interesting and fun at the same time. Um, But uh, I will be working on FS1, which I'm super excited about. Hopefully the weather holds out and we do not have any kind of rain delay spectacular, um, but we'll see. We'll see what it is. Um, Okay, Bobby Graham, you gave your final thought. Matt in Australia, final thought. Down there, we've got uh, Dragster Jeff says, race safe. I'll see you in the lanes. It's a fun show. Uh, he likes the Jason's podcast, Jason Squared. Um, let's see what else. Megan is out there signing off. Everyone's out there signing off. And uh, I'll be on with Reinhardt at 1 on Tuesday. And a guy named Tony Stewart at 1.30 on Wednesday. Tony is going to come on the show and we'll do like a winner view for his. A-fueling, I've heard of that guy. Which,
5: yeah.
2: Uh, what's weird is, like, I haven't been on the show in this capacity since Vegas. That was a really cool deal. I did an informal poll. Is it time for Tony to win? Or, you know, do we want him to suffer more? And everybody agreed that it was time for him to win. And we're seeing Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty
1: funny
2: that's good that was what like, is it suffer. Time or- suffer suffer suffer. Yeah. suffer drag racing can't be too easy you can't just show up and win immediately you can't do that and uh, he did he, he paid his dues he went out he won by three ten thou the guy is serious and J.R. Todd uh, who did a great job on the broadcast said it very well he goes, I felt like I just watched A.J. Foyt win a drag race, and that's what Tony Stewart is for our generation. Except, Tony got in the drag car, and he's paying for these drag cars, and he got it and he won it. And uh, it's going to be great. He's going to have a couple more first-time wins, hopefully, as well. The two-wide first wide uh, first win, which, you know, this is four-wide, so somewhere out there in the mind, someone might be like, well, you know, it's easier, but it's actually harder. And two, uh, if he ever were to decide to jump up to a Camping World Series category, can you imagine? Like, we're already seeing an effect from Tony running in a fuel. Can you imagine what it would be like having him out there on a consistent basis, uh, you know, three to five races a year, whatever he wants to run, whatever schedule he wants to run. Like, there would be a Stewart effect. Um, I wonder, will we see it this weekend in Charlotte? You know, there's going to be a lot of people. And this is what I was referencing earlier. It's called tying up loose ends NASCAR versus NHRA grudge matches to kick off circle K NHRA four wide nationals before the event. We're talking Thursday night, a special night uh, NASCAR night at the dragway will take place on Thursday featuring NASCAR versus NHRA celebrity grudge match followed up by a test and tune session. The special event is open and free to the public with an on-site donation to Speedway Children's Charity, So give us uh, a donation and you're in. Gates open at 5 p.m. with the exciting NASCAR versus NHRA Celebrity Grudge Match set to take place at 6.15. The unique matchups will, uh, with some of the top stars of each series, include top-field points leader Justin Ashley. I thought Steve Torrance is the points leader. I'll go double-check. Taking on NASCAR standout Tyler Reddick. So Justin Ashley versus Tyler Reddick. Three-time world champ Antron Brown is going to race against Bubba Wallace. Former Funny Car World Champion J.R. Todd is going to race against Ty Gibbs. And several more matchups to be announced. So that's going to be very fun. Greg Walter, who is the executive vice president and general mangler at Charlotte Motor Speedway and ZMAX Dragway, says, When the NHRA's best come to NASCAR's backyard, it's only fitting that we line them up for a little friendly competition to kick uh, kick off some action for the four-wide. I think it is great. To top it all off, the evening will be emceed by NHRA on Fox's Brian Loans and NASCAR on Fox's Michael Waltrip, adding another memorable aspect to the evening. Uh, the NASCAR versus NHRA Celebrity Grudge Match, the test in tune to take place from 7 to 9, helping kick off the massive four-wide weekend. Sue, you could get in on that.
3: I'll be there. Yeah. I'm going to be there. You're going to be yes, there. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. I Excellent. love the fact that they're mixing up drag racing. I remember the baseball game and the charity games. I remember them, you know, way back. And, um, but I love the fact that they're mixing it up on the track. I think that's going to be fantastic. So yeah. no, let's it's gonna see be him do some drag racing. That's going to be fun.
2: I want to see what kind of cars of course is uh, yeah. where my head yeah. is at. Um, there's also been, you know, a little discussion about, uh, those kind of grudge races expanding beyond drivers, but I will keep the rest of that to myself. All right, guys. Oh, the excellent. teaser. There's the teaser. There's one of the teasers. So what have we learned? Joe's got Formula One tickets and kittens and everything else. And And used
3: to have a dog.
2: Yeah. Used to have a dog. I love animals, man. Like it was at the pre-race, pre-Gator Nationals Media Day. There was a question directed to all the drivers, you know, a list of questions. And they all answered. And one of the questions was, why do you drag race? And they all said, like it was the people, like, you know, what is it about drag racing? And it's like the people, the people, the people to the person. They all answered the people is why they come out to drag racing. But then when followed up with another question, like three questions later, what do you like better, animals or people? Every driver sent animals. I found it to be ironic. Oh, like you come drag racing for the people, but really you prefer animals over all of them. And so there you go. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate all of you, Bobby. Take care.
5: WFO, everybody. Have okay. a good weekend. There a good Matt.
2: week. There it is. There goes Bobby. There's Matt in Australia. Thank you, Matt. See you guys. Sue, did WFO. you have a final thought? Did you have a final thought? I I'm, I'm, I'm out of out of shorts here. I'm shorting you out. Know.
3: It's, it's been a it's been a whirlwind it's been a world you know what we did it we did good we caught up on the last couple of weeks we're headed into charlotte for the four wides so much exciting things going on we're gonna do some more racing let's hope my nature doesn't rain on us all So yeah. we're gonna get the vortex the racing vortex going right keep it all away um, we, we don't. We definitely don't want a repeat of uh, Supercross this past weekend. If anybody saw the East vs. West series, that was uh, that was quite the mud fest in Supercross. So, um, and that was in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So, if you happen to catch that, but um, Justin Barsha got the win, followed up by Eli Tomac and uh, and Roxanne. So, that was uh, interesting. And uh, the brothers from Down Under got second and third in the 250 Met uh, jet and Hunter Lawrence. So, um, but yeah, so that was a, that was a mud fest. So, but we're keeping our fingers crossed. We want the sun shining and hopefully it doesn't rain on our parade and hope everybody has a fantastic week. And Excellent. we catch you all next week on the, on the flip side.
2: I love it. Sue's commentating. Great job. Says Matt. Everyone says great job. All right, Sue, thank you very much. I'll see you in a few days.
3: WFO everybody.
2: There goes Sue Morris. And, Giovanni, did you have a final thought?
1: Uh, no, other than the the Heat, what a great, glorious comeback. Jimmy Butler ends up with 56 points. Playoff Jimmy came to play. The Heat take a 3-1 lead, commanding 3-1 lead over the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks. And there you have it. Uh, I, I got a question. I Since I wasn't here and I missed the first, what, hour, hour and a half of the show, did yep. you give Kyle Bush his proper due? For winning the race, and he's like on his did. way to multiple, multiple victories. I mean, maybe not eight or ten, but well, I can see over 20, under I seven. The over comes
2: yeah. in. To Troy was on, and Troy gave uh, that that did. But I I called him. Well, I, I just wanted to try.
1: make sure that you credit. yeah definitely let You're everyone me out. know and that Kyle got his second win in ten races at yeah. RCR. Yeah,
2: no, that's great. He uh he made he vetoed the call to come down pit road. To get fuel, he he made the call on his own. He defied his crew chief and stayed out and gambled.
1: And well, I don't think in. it was that. I think that the oh, crew chief was. told him too late.
2: No, he, he they talked to him. Did you the not end. hear the post during
1: show I, on I, on I, WFO?
2: I did. He said that by the time it.
1: the crew chief said it, he thought to himself, "Oh well,
2: too bad. It's too late." That was him cleaning it up, the fact that he openly defied and took it on himself. He said it in the post race in the winter. It was interview. a
1: race winning moment, man. What are you talking about?
2: I'm the one supporting it. You're the one suggesting that he should be lying to the people about as he didn't hear his crew chief. That's a lie. The truth is, he said, No, I'm staying out. Yeah, I can't hear you. You're breaking up. <laughs> Broken up, which I think is a much more in support of Kyle Bush kind of move uh, than. The other one, the guy took it upon himself. He's a great racing intellect. He had one win. He knew there was no real penalty to gambling and losing. And he did it. And the bubble goes out there and triple blocks Blaney and crashes. And then uh, the rest is history. All right. Kyle Bush got more more than his fair share of love and appreciation. Just
1: making sure since you know I wasn't here and yeah, you know are the just,
2: Kyle um, Bush the police end, obviously. You're the Kyle Bush police like your number well, one task is to make sure you know that I give credit to Kyle Bush of all people. And the one look, time man, knew, I, I've never been, been a
1: giant Kyle Bush guy oh, but know, in the end changing. you know like the guy's starting to prove his 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 worth man his value now that he's he, a mature he veteran racer value. Yeah, you know, he's he's coming into his zone and realizing that he's no longer that wild, angry Kyle. He's finding patience.
2: Listen, whatever you're making up, I don't care. <laughs> like if you want to blame Joe Gibbs for Kyle Bush's attitude under Joe Gibbs, like clearly there's been a big change. And the only difference is Richard Childress and Joe Gibbs. If You want to blame coach? I don't know why you would do that. But clearly you are. Um, I'm OK with it. Like whatever. We'll see. There's a long way to go. Season will continue, but yeah, that was a race-winning move. Now RCR, you know, they're known for uh, having great plate stuff. So
1: that's right, Yates.
2: Yeah, all right, good Does, job.
1: Isn't uh, Yates working over there now? Potentially, I thought, I thought I could have swore that that he had gone over there to the engine program, but I'm, I might be making shit up.
2: I think that might be true, too, but I'm not going to call <laughs> it
1: out because I, I, I don't know. But I'll go look
2: up right now, and you guys can put it in the comment section. All right, Giovanni. Great job. Bye-bye. There goes everyone. Giovanni. WFO. See, yes. Better late than never, Giovanni. Good job with the kid. Big victory. These guys like got the glow of a winner. Two-time winner. The Heat and the Kid. All right. Before we go, this has been an interesting show. You know, the week after a week that we don't do a show. It's always like this because we want to get everything in. We want to make sure we talk about everything that there is to talk about. And then as soon as we get off the air, there's something that we forgot in, inevitably. But this show, I don't think. Just want to remind everybody about, you know, the great people who make it possible like Marvin Rodak. You know, he's waiting there in the morning for you guys to call and order a little coffee. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. Rodak's coffee and, Grills.com. and then there's Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. This Cody Crone. Let me tell you, I was just watching a great video on his social media, and Frank is a big part of it. And Frank says, you know, I've seen hundreds of drivers come through here, and every once in a while, there's one that's special. And Cody Crone is the one that's special. Pretty amazing. Maybe you're the one that's special. Maybe you should go see Frank. FrankHawley.com. Check it out. Get your license. Go to the Dragster Adventure. Samtech.edu, of course. The next generation of machinists, CNC machinists. You saw that SpaceX Starship rocket blasting into the sky before it exploded into a million pieces. But that was a victory. Like, you know, it was a little annoying that some people portrayed that as a failure. Yes, it was a failure, but the only way you achieve success is by failing over and over again until you figure it out. They said that that thing going beyond the tower was a success. And it did. It went pretty far. And then it got a little sideways. But who is running the CNC machines? Who are the people that are building the parts out of billet or titanium or whatever they're made of that are on these rockets? And I'm telling you, it's qualified, uh, educated programmers. I can't tell you that people from Samtech are working there, but they might be. And if you, and I probably could call Massengill, you could probably give me the name of one. Whether it be aerospace, whether it be racing, samtech.edu can get you started off right if you're looking for a great career and something that you love. You got to love it, though. Of course, Bernie Speed Shop, Josh Hart, named to NHRA's Top Movers and Shakers. That was pretty cool. I kind of wanted to be nominated, but I didn't know that it was a thing, so I couldn't stack the deck like I normally would have. Maybe next year. Bernie's.com. Please go to the website and check out their social media if you're buying or selling classic cars. Frame-off restorations, they do it all. Phillips Connect. -connect Phillips-connect.com. Justin Ashley will be running up against Tyler Reddick. A little battle. Kind of cool. FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters. You got the Spring Fling at Galat, and you got NHRA at ZMAX this w- weekend. Uh, there's a chance for a clean sweep of FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters cars. Uh, Foggett, Gary Stinnett. I did, there's something I didn't get to tell you about. Project Pontiac. Got John Gadosh and Gary Stinnett on the phone talking engine stuff together. And I got out the way and I just listened to those two guys, John, who is an expert about Pontiacs who run pro stock and Gary's an expert about everything else. And just talking about the block, talking about what they want to do, what Gary's going to do. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about clearances? All of those things. It was a really amazing thing. Um, if you're a Lucas oil series racer, if you're a racer, if you got a race car, if you want to protect something, if you've got some rusted studs, fog it F O G G I T. Total Seal Piston Rings. I'm really interested. This is like serious moment. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Matt Hartford got a fast hot rod. We got a new episode of Hidden Horsepower that's up. Me and Lake and Dino Don and Ben Strader got together for a wide-ranging conversation. And it was really interesting. Like, they were talking about engine technology and all the different ways it's going. But in particular, Dino Don McCaskill was on there, and he runs the dyno for Shaver Racing Engines, and they work on like 410 sprints and talking about dynoing and like what works and what's going on. Really amazing conversation. You'll check it out on Hidden Horsepower. But uh, Total Seal Team is a win waiting to happen in Pro Stock. Waiting to happen. Can they make it happen this weekend and get a headline at every race of the season? It's going to be very interesting to see. Check them out. Total Seal dot com some other comments on there dragster jeff says he liked the hidden horsepower matt clark says hartford is on fire yeah all kinds of good stuff geo fyi yates builds engines with jack roush not rcr yeah and it's like roush yates racing engines. that's why i didn't say it because like every once in a while something that's so confusing will get thrown out that i just stay away but yeah And Stubo's excited about Rodak's coffee. Maybe Sue will bring me some coffee on like Friday or Saturday morning. That would be tremendous. Um, Hooked on the zombie and Schumacher champion blend. Says Sue. So there you even got a pick. I love it. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Appreciate all of you WFO radio listeners out there. The podcast, the audio only version of the show. You guys are the backbone of the show there are weeks like I'll be honest, like the Dallas Glenn on Facebook and on YouTube, you know, Dallas is a, is a new racer. He's relatively young. He doesn't have a big following just yet. And where is he going to get the following? Well, he's going to get the following by coming on WFO. And maybe people like you guys will say, man, that guy's a hardworking guy. I'm going to root for him, but he's not there yet. This podcast audience always delivers. You guys are always there. Even for the Ignition show, when we do it, which is amazing. And if there's Theobalds out there, that's amazing. If there's Lucas Oil Series racers, I know David Eaton is out there. Congratulations on runner-up. I know you'd rather have won. But everybody that's in the drag racing community that also listens to Ignition and our nonsense, right? The digressions and the fun and the chaos and, you know, whatever we're doing, whatever it is. It's unpredictable. It's unpredictable. You really don't know. You'll get some NASCAR and fantasy results. We'll talk a little Formula One. Joe will push whatever he's got on his mind on the given week. But the Patreon co-hosts, man, they bring it. Wouldn't you like to be a Patreon co-host? <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. Hey, we picked up five this week. It's that Hear it From Heiner show that nearly everybody loves. Almost everybody. Except for one, which is so great. So great. Oh, boy. We have been having a good time. This route for Ma Nature to give us a break this weekend. That's what we really need. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow at Reinhardt. We'll see you on Wednesday with Smoke. It's going to be a very interesting interview. Appreciate you all. WFO.
3: This is WFO Radio.
2: Yeah, welcome to the party.
4: Bye, bye, bye.
0: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.